Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No! Somebody, me, Lee Gerstman, why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. And, and welcome to the Metal Dungeon Podcast. Ooh, that hurt my throat. <laughs> what's up, Mark? What's up? I and guess. Lee. And Lee. Yeah, what's up, Lee? And you know, Lee's here. And the Lee Gerstman and... show, even though I won't dare put this on it. <laughs> hey, Lee's your co-host, man. It's not just the Mark show. It's the I, Mark I, I, but, show. But, but on the Lee Gerstman <laughs> podcast, I'm the only host. Yeah, but and did I'm you... not going to put this episode on it. Hey, you just, but set... I... you just set me up, Lee. Because I saw that video from Rocket Pod, and they asked you, why do you keep doing that podcast? I have nothing else better to do. Thanks, man. Dang. But hey, you can take it another way. There's nothing better to do than your podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Nice save. Yeah. Nice save. Uh, I thought yes, because of course nothing else is good to do. I, I don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. It's better than a Bon Jovi album. Uh, um, uh, very, very slightly better. I don't know better. about that, Edwin. I don't know about that. I'm out of here. <laughs> Good night, guys. I'm out of here. All right. Well, let, let's introduce. Right, come on, David. Let's, come let's, back. Come back. <laughs> let's introduce the other people I, we have on here hey, before we I've get going. I've been on other podcasts um, where I said I'm drunk and I have nothing better to do. So, hey, man, at least on that, I just said it on a video. <laughs> Lee Gershman, Lee Gershman doesn't need any of us. We need him. He is a fucking national treasure, damn it. Oh, that's why I need you if I'm drunk on the street and I need someone to pick me up. But other than that, I can do well, fine Well, we don't on my talk own. about that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we don't talk about that, especially when I'm drunk and I'm passed out. I don't talk. <laughs> That's not true. Well, Mark, I, heard, I heard recordings you of you talking. Why we're here? Huh? No, I, like, uh, hey, okay, uh, listen. Someone uh, here, because there's five of us, has to wrangle us. And Mark, it should be your job, Mark. You I will. Yeah, Mark, you're the I, I, I've been, I've been I trying, but I've been, well, I've been liking, I've been liking what I was hearing, so I let it go. But let's let's get to let's get to this. Uh, Let's introduce yeah, the we'll other uh, three people. The everybody's on the episode, Eric. You can yeah. do uh, you 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 can talk about two of them, and I can talk about two of them. <laughs> I don't know what to, but <laughs> you know, you can introduce two of them. I can introduce two of them. All right. Well, I, that, that works. Confusing as shit. I, I, I like the math. <laughs> All right, I'll introduce everybody. Okay. Yeah, do it, do it. We I'll got Edwin Catastracci from YouTube and RMCP uh, group page on Facebook. We got uh, Eric RMCP Jordan from the Metal Dungeon Podcast, which we're doing a co-episode here. And also we got uh, Stephen Kirsch from 
being mentioned in other people's podcast. <laughs> That's how I knew about you. And then we also have uh, always Lee Gershman, man. Oh, I guess so. Hi, Lee. How are you doing? Uh, and also, we got my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. I tried to do right that on. joke in our messenger this morning, and it kept all correcting it to Bunny, and it fucked everything <laughs> up. So I'm gonna make the joke on the podcast. All right, man. But I actually think that that's even funnier because cousin Bonnie makes me think of um, maybe a cousin that I have that I don't talk to because of of whatever, and her name isn't Bonnie, but I'd rather call her Bonnie than by her real name anyway. Yeah, uh, right. we understand. She's got a restraining yeah. order on. It's all right. So, all right. Uh, it's not. It's it's not the cousin that I actually have done reviews with because okay. um if you see me and my cousin Yvonne, she's really cool. This is another cousin. Okay. Now, how many cousins you got, Lee? Um, I've got um. He's got Rosie and his five sisters also. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. I'm, I'm okay. on my on my on, on on one one family side. I would say. Um, living probably one or two, two, and then on the other side, um, two that are um, first cousins and one that's um, maybe a second cousin. Okay, well, your, your family's not doesn't sound like they're Catholics. Not too many people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, do you guys not, hear that? Not, not practicing. <laughs> wait, not. wait, listen to that. What is that? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's a tribute. <laughs> to by the, the way, dude, Mark. If, by the way, Mark. If you ask me my opinion on a song and it takes me thirty seconds to a minute to answer, it's because I'm sipping on something. So just wait. All right. Okay. Well, let's get into this Thank album. You. So, because uh, that's probably gonna be a long episode. Uh, so we yeah. get into Iron Maiden Sinjitsu, their new release that was released on September 3rd, a few weeks back, and it's loosely translated as Tactics and Strategy, and it's their 17th album, and that's about all I'm going to say about it until we get into hmm. the review. Hey, real quick, I want to throw Thank in you something. for not mentioning other things, Mark. Okay. <laughs> real quick, I want to throw in something, man. So th there's a lot of people that are going to think I'm not going to like the sound because those that know me on the Facebook page know... I'm not really the biggest Maiden fan. I'm a Paul Diano guy. I like the first two albums. I like some stuff with Bruce, but not a big fan of the new stuff. Um, so a lot of people are going to think I'm a shit on this album. Well, let me tell you something. I gave this album like a lot of listens, and even Stephen Kirsch himself said that there's a lot of new Maiden albums that he didn't like at first, but after listening to it a while, he really fucking liked it. And let me tell you, I gave this album a lot of listens for this review, and I got to say that, wow... This album is total fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like epically fucking boring. Oh what were they thinking? Like, what have they been smoking the past 20 years? Songwriting and musical directions is more fucked up than Bruce's teeth. Sinjitsu, more like Shinshitsu. Bruce well, is my ass and Steve is my balls. So there we go. That's a spoiler alert. Well, that was I feel really bad being not the guy to totally shit on it. I was hoping... <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think so it's to like, be the bad guy. I think it's going to divide up nicely here because everyone already knows what I think and what Steven thinks, and we're like the polar opposites. Steven's going to gush over it. I'm well, going to. I never it. watch what anybody thinks, so I have no idea. But you're if you talked about it, then good for you. Yeah, Lee's the, the wild card of this episode. Fine. 
Yo, Lee's yeah, a lot. I'm I, curious. Yeah, and I was curious what Eric thought. And you started. You had me worried there for a bit, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I, tried, I tried misleading people. Because once I found out I was doing this review, I'm like, oh, I got to keep my mouth shut. But I'm like, fuck, people probably already know I'm going to shit on it. But <laughs> hey, man, I'm, so I'm, I tried, I'm glad. I tried being misleading glad. people. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, and I think Mark will probably uh, be somewhat diplomatic. And Lee's going to be the wild card. That's my prediction. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember I what, I, what I think of it. <laughs> I don't even remember what I think of it. I'm just going to have to say, hey, Lee, in your former self, what did you think? And I'll have to look at my notes when I said, Lee, don't listen to these notes, but just read them. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get. Let's all get to our quarters now. Gonna come out swinging. Then come out swinging. say it kicks ass, it kicks ass. So I just want to give you that spoiler alert. Okay, man. So Sorry. why do we? Why are we even doing a review if everybody knows it's shit? Yeah, it's ass. why? It's well, shitty well, ass. Stop. Let's stop. There is a few surprises, though. I may not be the biggest fan of there are a few surprises, and I will point them out. And it's just entertaining. You, yeah, Mark, you really like to have a pissed off Eric because you always have me review like some pretty bad albums, <laughs> albums I don't like. I should re um, have you on. Like leave saves the day, like like a, a, a freeform rock podcast. Leave saves Eric this week, you know. Right. By, by giving give, you some that I hope that you like, even if you don't. He'll give that you. It will be my intention. He'll give you Fairport <laughs> Convention. Before we get into this, before we get into this, because Mark Eric would have to be off of that. But anyway, sorry. Go on. No, it's all right. I just want to say before we get into this and me and Eric start tearing this out of a new asshole, let me just say that <laughs> I think Stephen Kirsch is a hell of a guy. Stephen <laughs> so Kirsch is my, is my man. I love this Stephen before, Kirsch. This is before you crucify me, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we're not <laughs> you. We're crucifying the album. Hey, you're, you know, you're <laughs> off you. It's about the music, not about you. And Steven's a great guy. He's, he's got a great sense of humor. He's got a great sense of humor, which I guess he would have to if you like Bon Jovi and later Iron Maiden. So that's correct. <laughs> uh, he loves hey, and he loves Thin Lizzy. Nothing wrong there. Thin Lizzy never sucked. Well, uh, hey, if you want to know about Thin Lizzy, talk with Stephen Kirsch, man. That guy's an encyclopedia about Thin Lizzy, man. Nice. I, I don't know if he likes any other bands besides those three bands, but but short of that. Yeah. Well, I know Lee doesn't well, like Thin Lizzy. Well, he loves Thunder. He loves Thunder. If you like I fans, do like Thunder. the album Chinatown. Hey, let's let Stevens talk, man. Sorry, like, when I get my talk. turn, when I get my turn to talk, then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what I like as far as other music. You get a bit more of an idea of me, because nobody seems to know anything much about me. So I figured I'll give you a bit of my musical influences and stuff, and maybe that'll help you understand why, why I love me. You know what I mean? All right. So, yeah. yeah. So, but we gotta make sure Steven gets a chance to talk every now and then. Yeah, man. That's what I was trying <laughs> yeah. to do here. Hey, Steven, so tell yeah, us about yourself, buddy. Story about Steven. I want to hear your backstory about how you got into Maiden because I already explained it on Freeform before. Let's hear your story. Well, all right. So basically, I'm 51. So when I got into metal, I was always into. I'll probably reference Lizzie a few times because I can't help myself. But when I, I've got older brothers, like eight, ten years older than me. So I used to hear their music a lot. So I heard them play Thin Lizzy back in the day. And that's how I, I used to go to sleep as a kid. My brother recorded Jailbreak onto a cassette. And I used to, remember the old cassette players that would flip over and carry on playing? And I, I had one of those and it had Lizzy on both sides. And I would literally go to bed every night listening to Lizzy for years. So that was like my intro to music. And then 
around talking of Maiden, around that time, my a buddy of mine was going to see them on the World Peace Tour, which would have been what eighty three, about eighty three, right? The World Peace of Mine, and um, I remember he stopped by at my house. And he, he said, oh, I'm going to see I Maiden. And he, he gave me a copy of Peace of Mind. I said, you should check it out. And I was about 40, 13 or 14 at the time. So I listened to it. And uh, and that's and that's like my first thing of getting into Maiden. The first album I remember getting when it, it was originally came out was um, Power Slave. And I saw them for the first time uh, on the Power Slave tour. They played two nights oh, in Manchester. Oh, Very cool. Yeah, Hell I saw yeah. them on the Power Slave tour, two nights. I got tickets to both nights, I was about 10 rows from the front, and I remember the fans, it was before the even, half, like in between, I can't remember who opened, there could have been Killer Dwarfs, tickets to Killer Dwarfs, and it was before Maiden came on, at half an hour, everyone was going crazy, the fans were absolutely nuts, and I've never, even to this day, I don't think I've ever experienced a fan base go so crazy, even before the band were on. Uh, but a funny story, before, during the day, um, but it, we used to go and hang outside. It was a place called the Manchester Apollo, which is still going. It's like a three, maybe a three or four thousand seater. And a lot, we didn't have the big hockey arenas. I'm from Manchester in England. We didn't have the big hockey arenas at the time. So yeah. if a band was coming through, they would play two or three nights. You know, a big band, they might play two or three nights there. So what happened was um, we used to like get off, like take off school and whatever, and go and hang outside the local radio station, which was just one station. They had a rock show. And we would wait. We would have like a, you could see through a glass window. We would have the guests that were coming in that day. So we would always get to see, oh, you know, Jovi are coming in or Malmsteen's coming in or Dio. We would hang out and meet them, all these guys. So with Maiden, we, we went to see them and they couldn't, they weren't going there. So we decided to get on the bus, like the typical, you know, the double deckers in England. And we were on the bus heading to the venue like early because we thought maybe we'll meet them outside the venue, which was very common thing to do back then. And all of a sudden, we looked out the window, and we're in the city centre in Manchester, and it's about a 25-minute bus drive to the to the place. And we saw Dave Murray walking down the street. So we all started shouting out the window, and the bus was in slow traffic. We were yelling out the window, and uh, he looked at us, and we all ran off, jumped off the bus because we wanted to get a picture, you know, speak to him. And he was lost. He didn't know where he was going. He was trying to get to the venue. So he actually, we said we were going. He actually got on the bus with us. We got back on the bus, and he took him to the venue. Uh, Dave Murray by himself, and oh, uh, cool. we just, yeah, it was that's cool. we really cool. Did yeah, you guys like talk much on the bus? Yeah, well, there was like five of us, and we were just peppering him with loads of questions. You know, we were just so excited. And then nice. after, you know, we, we saw the show, and then after the show, uh, we hung around the backstage afterwards, and um, it was maybe about thirty or forty people. And about an hour after the show, um, when a lot of the crowd had basically gone. Made pulled us all in to this inside because it was cold, and we went inside. And he said to us, "Sit inside, you know, sit in the rows." And we all sat in the rows, but like with a row in between us. And then the band came out and they went down the empty rows, um, you know, like zigzagging up and down, signing all the autograph stores and, and all that kind of stuff. And they were really, really cool. So that nice. happened, you know, a couple of times then. And I, I've, I've always loved them. I, 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 I won't go talk about the album so much. But previous albums because I'm sure will come up in when we're reviewing stuff but um, I did kind of fall out of love with them a little bit when I remember fear, I saw the Fear of the Dark tour and saw the No Prayer of the Dying tour and uh, you know I was kind of 
losing it a little bit for them. And then when Blaze came in, uh, you know, I kind of couldn't really get into it. So I only really got back into them from the Brave New World stuff. But then, you know, that's kind of when I kind of fell back in love with them. Um, and as a side note, one of my very good buddies was the drummer for the first two Blaze albums and the live mm-hmm. album as well. So, like, you know, he's got some funny stories for me about Blaze and stuff like that. And uh, so there's a few, you know, Maiden kind of connections. But I've always, I've always loved Maiden. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, to me, they're just, they're metal. I mean, it's, it's just metal. That's, that's what I grew up with. And, you know, we, we're all very nostalgic and stuff. But I just feel Maiden was one of the bands that, there's three eras of Maiden. There's the Diano stuff, which, you know, you guys love to jerk off to, and that's great. <laughs> but, but then, but that's yep. like, but that's a different. <laughs> but that's not the same Maiden than it's now. But there's that Maiden, then there's oh yeah. But then you've got the fans that are like, well, I gave up on them after somewhere in time or whatever. They're yeah. shit after that, and it's they've just progressed and they've just changed. And of course, to now to where they are with these long epic songs, and a lot of people find them boring. I I do understand that. Me personally, I don't. But Maiden are very hard to get into in the sense of. I could eat as much as I love Maiden when I put a Maiden on new album for the first time. I'm thinking there's so much going on here. I, I can't even take it in. You know, it takes me a long time. And I've, I've got a job mm-hmm. where I'm lucky I could listen to music all day. And I've been listening to this new album. I, I, I got to tell you, if I, if I say I've listened to it over 100 times, I'm not exaggerating. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. This album more than 100 times. I'm not kidding. It's a long album. Is yeah. there hours since it came out? Is that does this check out? <laughs> Damn. It, I tell you, I think it's eight two minutes long. It does not to me doesn't feel it goes so fast. And I like to because when oh. I'm working, it before, the album's over and I what the hell? You know, another hour's gone from it. It's crazy. But the, going back quickly and I'll I'll just wrap it up and let everyone else speak, but going back to like the Book of Souls, which I know everybody fucking hates in our group. <laughs> but um when I first did to it, I couldn't get into it. I saw them on tour, on that tour, and, you know, I got into a bit more. And then I really, I had a long drive to do. I think it was when I was driving to, from uh, Florida to New York. I heard the story. Yeah, and I literally played it in its full blasting. And that, it just clicked. And that, that, I've been to it a few times, it clicked. And now, again, as much as you guys don't like Book of Souls, I absolutely, it's, it's my third favorite made now wait me know, and so. me me and lee do yeah. like book and souls we did a review on that <laughs> oh, yes that is true are, most people in, in in you know the, the facebook page that we're on i, I find it it's very you know, the, it seems to be cool to not like maiden like that for some reason that's it, in that group but when i look in other groups outside of our kind of group where uh-huh. you know, everybody's cool in that group but which is fine it's fun but i mean they're not hate, you know. I don't know. A lot of people look. They're still playing, you know, massive stadiums all over. They're doing something right, just because you ghost guys don't like it. But again, what I'm, the point I'm making is, it is a hard listen. It's not like you slap it on and you remember all the lyrics and you and, and you remember the two. It takes even for me as a big fan, it takes me a long time to get into the new stuff. And if I hadn't listened to this literally a hundred times since I got it, it, I probably would still maybe struggling with it or you know i know i'm gonna like it but women just have to click and then i get it if you know what i mean so there that's my little bit of actually i do have one more thing to say (laughs) go for it okay go (laughs) steven all right (laughs) all right two things i've got to get this out 
you know me, I have a good sense of humour. I don't take anything personally. And yeah. this wasn't. I watched your video. There was just two things I wanted to pull you upon, right? First, okay. and I, know you, I, know, I know you were kidding and joking around, and I'm totally cool with that, and I get it. But I'm just give, going to give a little bit of rebuttal, okay? So, Go number, ahead. One, like, number one, you said priest, because I know you love priests, and I like priests, don't get me wrong. You said Maiden haven't done a better, pre, a better album than priests in the last 30 years. You have got to be joking. I'm sure that was just a... Well, no, uh, Firepower. Yeah, Ooh, I don't... Firepower. Okay. No, no, Firepower, fine, but take Firepower out of the equation. But I can't, so, but that is an album, so that's fair to no, say no, that no, Firepower no, is no, better no. than anything they've done in 30 years. That's all I meant. Okay, so, okay, I misunderstood. Because I'm thinking 2001 was Demolition. Power oh. shit. Okay, uh, yeah. Angel of, Angel of Retribution, 2005, great album. I love it. Nostradamus, yep. they tried to be different and do something like men yeah, tried to be different. They, they try to, to be like me. That's why it sucks. <laughs> Redeemer of Souls, very average. No, I, I, I like that album. Uh, I, I think Redeemer of Souls is good. It just yeah. needed to be trimmed down a bit. I, I think it was I, a little I, too long. I like but Redeemer and was Firepower. Step in the right direction. Firepower was great. I have no. In fact, Firepower has my favorite all time free song, which is Traitor's Game. And then. Awesome so, song. But to me, if I compare, there's not one of those albums is better than. Well, not I will say this. I'm just saying. Okay, just rebuttal your rebuttal before we get to yeah. the next piece. Even I just want to <laughs> say, and we'll get to the album. This is what people want to hear, Mark. So listen. <laughs> <laughs> not me, but it oh, I know. I'm I'm just sitting here listening. This is awesome stuff. Go go. Uh, have okay. fun. I'm sitting here reading a novel. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> have fun. Uh, watching the Niner game lose. So go ahead. Uh, the novel Lee, Lee is reading will inspire uh, the next Iron Maiden epic. Hopefully. But anyway, uh, just, yeah, I said, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe I said Firepower fire specifically was better than anything Iron Maiden's done in 30 years. I'll say that. Uh, but to expand on that, I will say, there, uh, subjectively, not objectively, uh, not objectively, but subjectively, because I prefer Priest to Maiden, right. that I prefer pretty much all their stuff. The only period where I'd say, actually, and this is something I didn't say in the video, but I'm going to say it here, I would give Maiden the edge in the mid-2000s because I like um, A Matter of Life and Death, I think is much better than uh, oh, those who don't. Fucking great album. All right, all right, cool. So right. I, so I'm objective enough to say, yeah, for a period there, for about a year or two, and then when we talk about the difference between uh, like Angel Retribution and and like uh, if we'll combine, and Maiden's been a little more prolific, so we'll combine like um, Brave New World and um, Dance of Death. I prefer Angel Retribution, but I can hear that they're about on the same level. You know, hey, well, we Again, should I do a track by track. <laughs> I, like I said, I just Judas like Priest, point of entry versus well, Iron I, Maiden, peace of mind. That's all that, I want to say. It would, it would be, that would be a slaughter. <laughs> I did find it would it would uh, compare Killers because that's what came out that year, and I even said in the video, "Hey, but I don't care about what cares out in the year. I'm just talking about <laughs> what album I think is better." Sorry, it's all subjective, you know. So yeah. I love Maiden. I like Priest. But made a, 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 a more dear to me, you know what I'm saying? And you love yeah. Priest, and that's cool. I, 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 nice. I'm not here to convince you to like me. I'm here to tell you why I like me. That's all. Yeah. 
Yeah, and one yeah. last thing, oh, just yeah. regarding the Blaze stuff, I give Maiden, even though those uh, Priest albums with Ripper, Ripper, they're not that, they're, you know, bad. They're like their worst Priest albums. But he could <laughs> sing. So you got to admit, Blaze can't sing. Yeah, <laughs> Blaze can't sing. No, he, can, he can't sing. He can't sing Maiden. He can't sing Maiden. I've seen Blaze live before. He opened for Maiden one time. Could have been Fear of the Dark, maybe. Uh, with his, I knew his band before Maiden, which is called Wolfsbane. And that's good. Yeah, and it's great. Uh, but he, he, to me, he wasn't mean. He, he, you know, I heard that live he was much better than, than on, in studio. But, you know, I mean, this look, there's still some song like The Klansman that that really trans, you know, when, once Bruce sings it, it's now a Bruce song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, right, what, call, thing, right? yeah what, what's the other thing, Steve? Right. The other thing is, you did, <laughs> I, know it was a, I know it was a bit, I get it. But again, gotta give you my book. Uh, that whole spiel you gave about, about, I mean, it made me laugh, about basically Eddie. And that's that's all we, when we think, when we're listening to Maiden, all we're hearing, we're thinking of is Eddie this and Eddie that. <laughs> oh my God. I was, I, was, I, was, I was cracking up. But secondly, if Maiden brought this album out and it was just a pink cover with nothing on it, I, I don't give a shit about Eddie. I mean, it's cool for art, science, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Every, listen, I don't know, maybe priests have like a pony with rainbow sprinkles coming out, you'd probably be cool. I'd like, like that! Well, they got an icon, it's the actual singer, he's the metal god, he's a walking, <laughs> real-life mascot. Steven, I believe that you are you don't need Eddie, I'm not saying you, you're like the exception. I believe you really generally love their music and you get into it. But you got it. You got it. A lot of these casual people that show up to the shows and stuff like that. Do you really think if if it wasn't for the '80s stuff and the image of Eddie, do you really think they'd be filling up stadiums? Yeah, of course. Because you can say the same thing about ACDC. You can say the same thing about ACDC. No, ACDC. Their songs are very catchy, even the later stuff. Like, it's very straightforward. Oh, ACDs is a hell of a lot better than both Iron Maiden and Jewish Priest. I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Hey, I agree with that, Lee. I agree with that. I'm not talking about the imagery. Even Motorhead, you've got Snaggletooth. And you see them in Target. It's like a retro shirt. People are wearing all this shit just because it's cool to wear. And that's the same with me. The reason I've seen Priest, I've seen freaking baby onesies with you know, Judas Priest, like it, it's all a money scheme. They do it because they can do it. If you were saying, you know, I think Eric said, you know, if Priest had like a, an anything, they would have sold more albums or whatever. It, they do all this merchandise because they can. Priest would do it if they could. It's a good thing. Yeah, listen, Iron Maiden hit pay dirt when, you know, when they got the, th that design. Eddie is, is the greatest 80s metal mascot. But so, if their music was utter shit, they wouldn't have got to the point they are now, whether it was Eddie or not. I agree. If, if their material also in the 80s wasn't as awesome as it was, Eddie wouldn't have been enough. But that couple... But that's the, where you get all those sales. That's where you yeah, get all the sales and you well, get like, the casuals. Because there's a lot of casuals out buying Iron Maiden album. Because Eddie's on the cover, let's do it once. Oh, you can't say that Eddie doesn't... Yeah, you can't say, Stephen, that Eddie doesn't help. I mean, do you really think that a lot of these casual fans would be getting into fucking 10 minute long, slow songs if it wasn't yeah, but, for Eddie? But what I'm saying is, if, if, if some kid, if some, you know, uh, soccer mom goes and 
think, oh, that's a cool maiden shirt. She's not. She'll buy the shirt, but she she might not go. She might know run to the hill. She's not going to go and see maiden concert and buy, you know, a Brave New World and listen to all that kind of stuff. You know. I want to hear a whole hour long version of To Tame a Land. Whoa. <laughs> no, I don't. They're so getting I, very close to that, Lee. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, trust me. I'm just saying, you need the music to get where you are. You can only get so far with a gimmick. I agree. Gimmick and, you know. I, I agree initially. That's, and that's I mean, the thing. Look, I, I where, do where actually I agree special. with you, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, I do actually agree with you. Hey, guys. But I'm not going to keep would, saying would, more. Would, hey, Eddie Van Halen, would Eddie Van Halen have been as good if he didn't have a stripy guitar? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> hey guys, I talk about Van Halen, but this so, is not a Van Halen. All right, guys, I, I I have one question. I have one question to ask you guys. I have one. Do you want to do the review? Yes, one one question one question to ask you guys before we get in the re review. Turbo or what? You, what album do you like better, Turbo or Somewhere in Time? Oh, Turbo. Somewhere in time. <laughs> I've never heard. I mean, I, I heard somewhere in time. It's kind of. I if I heard it, I, I think I kind of lost track of it. But Turbo, <laughs> even though it's cheesy, it kind of reminds me of when I used to dance um, to the mirror, and my dog would dance with me. And I'm gonna stop there. Hey, I, I, like I three songs. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Go ahead, man. No, that oh, was me. Was gonna say, oh, uh, oh, that was you. Oh. No, it's both of us, I guess. You yeah. go, Steven. Yeah, go, Steven. Made in charts first. Made in first. all right. We're talking about a British band. I'll go first. Um, no, so um, I like Turbo, but it was a big departure for Priest, and it they they moved away from that pretty damn quick. I mean, there's some good tracks on there, but come on. I mean, you can't compare that to Somewhere in Time. I, I like it better than Somewhere in Time. I'll say this, Somewhere in Time's oh, a little great. more, no, I'll say this objectively, a little more legit. It was not as much of a departure. It's a bit of a departure, but not as much as Turbo is. Turbo's obviously really going for a pop metal commercial thing. But in a way, I feel like that's a little ballsier and braver. Like they really, like I think Judas Priest overall th does has taken more musical chances than Iron Maiden. Yeah, but, but they've all failed. So, well, I, actually, Turbo <laughs> actually at the time sold well. It did actually well. Uh, but uh, the uh, but also, I would much prefer to listen to Turbo any day. Plus, than it's somewhere a, in time. It's kind in of my a, opinion. Yeah, it's a sexier, more fun album, and mm -hmm. there, it's it, it's not great, but it does have some great songs. Like Out in the Cold, I think is. Better. I love Out in the Cold. Hey, I like that. My, my logic I, is. I, uh, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me just say real quick, uh, I like two songs off of Somewhere in Time, but I like three songs off of Turbo, and that's where I make cool. my decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Somewhere in Time's all right. I, lo I love having Can't Wait, uh, you know, Can't Wait. Uh, there's a lot of, there are some good songs on it, but Turbo... was, yeah. that, that was actually the first main album I got, like, when I was starting to buy main albums as a kid. That was the first one I got that kind of, like, it kind of left me down. Like I didn't listen to it. You know, I didn't listen to it again because I think my first main albums were Number of the Beast, the debut album, Killers, um, and Power Slave, and then it was somewhere in time. That was the first one. Where I was like, uh, it's okay, and I didn't re-listen to it as much. 
Yeah, I mean, both bands, let's face it, both Priest and Maiden took a dip. I mean, they both kind of have, like, Defenders and Power Slave are both, like, their peak albums of the mid-'80s, objectively speaking. I'm not saying they're my favorites, but you could kind of hear mm -hmm. that that's whatever they were doing in the 80s kind of reached that's a kind of peak, peak there. And then the they both want... Yeah, and then they, both with their next albums, they want for a kind of they more commercial thing. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't about just being the best and most awesome ass-kicking band. It was about, let's kind of branch out to other people as well. And exactly. they both did that to varying degrees. I agree. I think Priest went even farther in that direction than the Maiden, but they both kind of made a concession with those two albums. And as a result... That's why I went to Ted Nugent and ACDC at that time. Because they didn't make concessions. Well, there's a lot of bands, too. No, it's just because I, I, I was with my mind blocked, I just only wanted to hear them. Yeah, I get it. The fly on the wall, man. Fly on the wall is better than both those albums. Oh, my <laughs> All right, guys. That's the one I haven't heard yet. I have to listen to it now. Oh, don't, don't, bother don't bother Link. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. I think that I will listen to Edwin in this one, because, Stephen, I, I do agree with you when it comes to Thunder, the group Thunder. And, and and that's all I'm gonna say. But you're a Mark good guy, and say. I really like you. Yeah, hand for Steven. There he is. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, okay, so guys. All right, guys. We're all gonna say what I. Mark. Mark yeah. I'm trying to. I'm just gonna Let's say. Do the review. I'm I'm just saying that Turbo and Summer in Time are tied for me. I like them both. All right. Okay, I'm one, taking two, charge. <laughs> Review starts now. All right, let's get into the first track off Iron Maiden Sinjitsu. Yeah. Sinjitsu. I'm going to go with Steven first. What do you think about this, Steven? Um, okay, so when I first heard it, um, you know, well, everyone's going to say this. The drums are incredible. I think Nico is a very underrated drummer. I think he's fantastic. And he drives that song. I think it's very heavy, the, the way the guitars come in uh, after the drums. It's a bit of a surprise as an opener because if you look at all the other maiden openers like Wicker Man and Invaders or what you know, Where Eagles Dare, they're like bam right in your face. And this one is a little like a, it's heavy, but it's I can't see them opening at all with this song. Like I can see them playing it live, but to open it, it doesn't have that, you know what I mean? Like that big bang to go into kind of thing. Steve but, Harris uh, running out to the stage aiming his bass like it's a fucking machine gun. Yeah, it's not that kind of song. It's not that kind of a song as an opener, anyway. But anyway, I think it's got a great... It's, it's a weird song, because it's got, it's got like, three choruses. It's like... It's not got, like, a, a real one-chorus, like, thing. Uh, lots of, like... I don't know. Like I said, no... no the pre-choruses... I like all of it, I'm just saying, but lyrics are all about different Japanese history and war. It's not really about a specific thing. It's just about lots of Japanese uh, stuff, uh, specific, you know, it's not about specific events. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure it'd be great live. And again, the real thing about this song for me is the drums. I mean, Nico is just, that's what you hear throughout the whole song is that, that beat that goes through. Um, I'm not a fan of the whole Japanese, like I'm not a fan of the edit artwork. That doesn't do it for me. And I think jumping ahead slightly, the, sh the title should have been, um, Hell on Earth. I thought that would have been an amazing al uh, title. But Sinjutsu, I mean, it's, it's a brilliant song. It's a great opener for the album. Can't see it opening as a live show, but they'll probably prove me wrong. Uh, but yeah, the drums, the guitar solos in there. I think Bruce sounds great in there. I think he sounds better on this than he did in uh, on uh, uh, Book of Souls. 
but the it's very very heavy guitar it's almost like the I don't really know the terminology but like it's just it's a darker sound like a much heavier I don't know it's probably like when you tune it down a bit or something but um yeah I, I love it it's a great openness I think it's a little different for them too as well uh, but again that, those drums if not if all of you don't mention the drums then you're not listening to the album to the song properly but that that's just my that's my opinion for this song anyway and uh, I'm not one for like X going on about guitar solos because I don't I could tell you if it's Adrian or Yannick or what um, I love all the solos on this album, so they all fit into the songs. But um, yeah, great opener. I give it a, a nine out of ten. What do you think? What do you think about it, Edwin? Okay, first I just want to say for the record, Stephen's anti-Japanese rhetoric does not represent me. <laughs> I don't oh have any problems God. with Japanese culture and people. I think they're That's wonderful. Not what I said. <laughs> Better, better. So try to talk your way out of it now, Steve. <laughs> I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for a Jewish Eddie. That'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see a Jewish Eddie. <laughs> uh, I just had that mental picture. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, yeah, Nico's drums. I I have an issue with not the playing, the production. I feel like it sounds like he's hitting a cardboard box. I don't like this production or the sound of the album. So that right out of the gate is something that bothers me about this album. Now, I've listened to this album uh, about 96 times less than Steven has. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. <laughs> but I've listened to it about two more times than I listened to Book of Souls or The Final Frontier. So I did Ooh. get a fair shake. I've listened to this album four times in its entirety. And one time, right before doing this podcast, it's funny. It was like no. an an app, like two hours before. I was like, "Oh, I should probably listen to this album again." But did you listen to it, or did you did you blast it and listen to it properly? I listened to it loud. Yeah, I wanted to give it a fair shake. I was like, All you right. know, what? I should give this a fair shake. Turn it up. It's heavy metal music. You know, may, maybe right. certain things will punch me. And I did like it a little bit better. So there you go. Uh, don't just imagine after your hundredth listen how much you'll love it. <laughs> I feel like I have to listen to an album that much to like it. That's just me. We uh, don't hate ourselves that much. Then I feel like it's different between having something grow on you and Stockholm syndrome. You know? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Perfect um, analogy. Thank you, Lee. So anyway, uh, but it did grow on me. I would still say it's a uh, how. So Stephen, tell me, uh, how many Iron Maiden albums are there? With what number is this? Because I forget. Seventeen. Okay, so in my <laughs> my rank of Rama, so I put it fourteen, I guess, because I know there was three below it. So wow. uh, it would still be fourteen. It'd still be the my fourteenth favorite. If you want to use the word favorite when you get down to fourteen, uh, fourteen <laughs> Iron Maiden album, but. It's a slightly stronger 14 than when I did that video. So there you go. I like this album a little more than when I did the video. I still don't think it's a good album. Don't get too excited, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I definitely do like it better than their last two. And this was this song has grown a little on me since that video. Now, again, not I'd say it's probably the third best song on the album. Not great. Definitely not a great opener. It kind of drags. It's mid-tempo. I get they're doing something a little different. 
But I don't know. I think there's a reason why you don't have songs like this as openers. It sounds like even you don't think it entirely works as an opener. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, like I feel like this would be a stronger song somewhere else on the album. But anyway, but I can't, there's kind of a melody there. It's kind of doing a thing. You know, it's all right. I don't hate it. It's it's you know. So there you go. Nothing special. Definitely shouldn't be the first song on the album, but I don't hate it. It's my third favorite song on the album. Uh, so there you go. That's what I think of it. What did you think All about right. it, Eric? All right. Well, real quick, let me crack open my third beer. There we go. Sinjitsu. Uh, the beginning <laughs> sounds like the opening to a movie. Uh, Sally, that movie's called Fuck the Fans, and it's directed by Michael fucking Bay. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Seven fucking minutes of the same boring fucking riff. I will admit, Steven, I do like Nico's drums on this. The, his drumming is great, and I think Nico's a great drummer. I, I still prefer Clive Burr's, like, kind of wild, unorthodox style, but Nico's yeah. really fucking good. But holy yeah. shit, like, I, I wish this, like, the way the song starts is really cool for, like, the opening of a song, but I feel it needs to go somewhere. Like, it needs to, like, kind of pick up the pace around maybe the one or two minute mark, and that's where the song loses me. It just goes on... Too long doing the same fucking. It, it feels like seven minutes of fucking of uh, foreplay, but then the girl has to go home and you have to jerk off later that night. You know it's, 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 it sucks. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Right on. And man, and let me tell you, I love like Egyptian like sounds in heavy metal music, and this has an Egyptian sound. This is the one time where it doesn't work. This is like for all my hockey fans listening. This is like, you know, Justin Williams, who always won Game 7 until he joined the Washington Capitals, and he finally lost a Game 7. This is Iron Man joining the Washington Capitals, losing a Game 7. Does nothing for me, <laughs> but good drums. I'll give it that. Uh, i give it maybe a 2.5 out of 5. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Lee. Lee, I'm tossing you the ball. Tell you yeah. Tell Before you I begin, even though I'm not someone who likes to keep talking and talking about comparisons to other albums i will say really quickly that when it comes to iron maiden and long songs i did actually like book of souls but we're not talking about that album we're talking about sanjutsu so now i'm going to start here total waste of time it had nothing in it that made me feel it was a good song it was a filler song totally and completely i mean really really damn well i guess yeah, it doesn't justify the length just as, just as me and you steven and, that like this song that we're gonna kiss it's we're gonna lick its ass opinion but anyway sorry mark go on all right well this song lets the listeners know this is going to be a classic made now <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. laughing because of you guys. Nico is kicking ass on the drums. <laughs> Love it as it's high in the mix. Bruce sounds great. Solos rule also. Uh, it could have been a minute shorter, though. I'll give you that. It's a little too long for me. But it, they could have cut at least one to two minutes out of it. And it would have been just as good. So, Can, can I say something real quick that Go. I didn't even mention? What is with Bruce's voice on this song? Like, did he like use the same studio as CC Deville, and like CC Deville pushed him down the stairs? Because <laughs> there's like huge echo on his voice. CC's like, like CC's in the studio, like Bruce, trust me, like you really need to do this, like it works. Trust me, every solo I've done, it works. Right on, man. Holy moly, Batman! 
Dang. <laughs> All right. I got to like, break away from that comment. That's just making me laugh. All right. Then we get to the <laughs> next song, Stratego, which Edwin picked. So here's Stratego on the Freeform and Metal Dungeon Podcast.
All right, Edwin, why did you pick Stratego? Uh, I think Eric wants to say something real fast. Go ahead, Eric. We get into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. For those of you listening to the Mel Dungeon version of this, go back and listen as well to the Freeform Rock podcast version to hear the songs we picked and some bonus songs at the end that we picked for the week. Back to you, Edwin. All right, Edwin. Hey, there you go, Mark. You got a point. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to wait till him to do that on his part of the review. But go ahead. You speak for way too long. Hey, Stratego. Uh, okay, this is my second favorite song on the album. I don't oh. think it's great. So, uh, but uh, it's it's all right. It's an all right song. Obviously, it sounds like Iron Maiden, Tire Maiden by Numbers, but it's closer to the kind of Iron Maiden I like by Numbers. So, you know, it rocks. Uh, this is one song that definitely benefited uh, by cranking up. And it's a little messy, I think, in the verses. They don't sound like as much in the pocket as I, I feel they would have doing a song like this back in the day. As Eric was talking about, I was trying to go easy on uh, Bruce for Steven's sake. But yeah, Bruce sounds like shit on this album. Still sounds better than, <laughs> he still sounds better than Blaze ever did. <laughs> but, or Paul uh, Stanley. Yeah, he, or Paul Stanley. Or Don Dokken these days. And you know I love Dokken. But so he's not quite as bad as that. But it ha does have a touch of what uh, that last Dokken album, um, Broken Bones, had. Where there is something a little sad about hearing a guy who used to really have some pipes on him just not hitting it like he used to. So there is something a little sad about this album because you can just hear Bruce's struggles. He can't do it like he used to, you know? Now, I mean, we don't all, not everyone could be Rob Halford and still sound as awesome yeah. as he did now. That's, you know, he, that's actually unusual, you know? But some singers like uh, Brian Johnson, uh, if ACDC have kind of found a way to sing differently in their old age, you know, which uh, I think works. Like he sings more in that Jordy kind of soulful bluesy style because he knows he can't kind of belt it out quite like he did in the 80s, early 80s anyway. Uh, but Bruce, I don't know. I feel like Bruce is kind of struggling to fa find that older Bruce voice. And he's still trying to sing exactly how he sang in the old days, and he can't really do it. And I think he should kind of try to sing differently. There is one song, which we'll get to, where I think kind of works with his voice mm -hmm. these days. But, but yeah, this one, especially a rocker like this, you can kind of hear him straining. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good tune. It's catchy enough. And it remind you know, it's a good second song. You know, you pick things up. Obviously, I'd be surprised if they didn't play this live. It, it rocks. It does its job. And uh, it, and on this album, it's like, you know, one of the shorter songs. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go so far to say I like it, but it's all right. I don't mind it. The only song I do like someone else picked. So that's so I had to go for another song. So that's why I picked this song. It's like, OK, this one's all right. And, you know, it does its job. So I'll say that more or less does its job for an old Iron Maiden. Like, you know, it's not going to get much better in this. So there you go. All right. So what did you think about it, Stephen? Well, I think Edwin needs to get off the crack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey, don't tell him that. I'm his crack dealer. <laughs> Good shit, man. Good shit. Good shit, man. So, you like that fucking glass stick up and glass <laughs> firepower? And you're on the fucking moon, baby. <laughs> Edwin, don't you need to take a break and go and jake off to Rob Halford one more time before you carry on? I haven't jerked off to Rob Halford since you've been, twice since you've been on this That's podcast. That's the metal god. You know, the yeah. metal god. You jerk off to the metal god, it only makes you more metal. 
<laughs> oh shit. Whatever you say. Um, so, Alright, so this song, when I first heard this song actually, it, this was the second, I don't know, release from the album that we heard. Yeah. And I, I was very disappointed with it. I, it just, I couldn't really, it just didn't click. Uh, but what, once I heard it in the album form, um, then I, I, now I really like it. I, I was struggling, like even with, I don't know what this is to Bruce's voice. It's like it's it's like a weird, and I'm not talking about. I know you don't like how he sings. I think he's kind of done, but it's just the effect. They put like some kind of effect on his voice for this. That's like an echo. To get, yeah, exactly. That took me to a while to get used to, it, and I like it now. I I, I love I, when you say going back to like old Maiden. You know what you call as old Maiden. It's that galloping, you know, Steve bass, which I love. I mean, that just drives the song. Um, and, and again, it's, I, when I listen to Maiden, a lot of times, you know, with rock guys, you listen to, you know, it's the guitars, the, 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 the riffs or the, or the solo. For me, when I listen to Maiden, it's, it's about Nico and Steve. Like, when I'm driving around and I hear, like, I, I hum along to these songs, but I'm humming along to the, the rhythm section, not, not like the... the you know the riffs and the guitars and that's what i love about uh made nothing and that's this song I, I do love it now um i just the bass stands out you can really hear each note it's very typical uh steve harris bass uh i think the, the problem with um it's also got a great melody in this song by the way but i think that the what, when you guys all go on about this is as close to old maiden i mean i think maiden have moved on from that yeah this has got reminiscent of that but i don't want to hear the trooper 2021 version you know i want to hear them try give, I, that's why i i, I love maiden is because i don't like all the stuff you know but but what i do love i, I love you know what i mean and i think mm -hmm. try different things and sometimes it works some, most of the time for me it works sometimes it doesn't and this is one of those songs it took me a while it does i understand that when it does kind of have that galloping and it does it's it could have been on you know an earlier maiden album for sure um, but it, it grew on me. I didn't like it first. It grew on me now, and it's really Steve and Nico like pushed through that. Uh, but there is a great melody running through, and I think they've doubled up on Bruce's voice. It sounds like there's something about his voice. I think they've done yeah. a few on a few songs where they like double on the vocals, uh, and also what I like about this when he's singing, the, the guitars are like mirroring his his uh, vocal lines, you know, uh, which is kind of mm -hmm. cool. Uh, so I, yeah, I love this song. I, this would be a great um, live opener as well. I think this would be great for them coming out, you know, after Doctor Doctor, and uh, for the billionth time, and, and going into this song, uh, it, it'll get the crowd going, it'll get everybody going, and um, yeah, I, I give this a nine out of ten also. So two nine out of tens for me for the strong opening for you know for me anyway. What did you think about right. it, Eric? Strategio, um, it's actually it's a really good song, but. The only complaint I will say I have about it, a little too slow, and I'm going to give a, a, a piece of advice for everyone out there, including you, Edwin. Go on YouTube, look up this song, and on YouTube there's an option where you can change the playback speed. Now, they have it at normal. Go one ahead. I think it's uh, one times or 1.5 times. Just whichever one's the next after normal, speed it up to that speed. The song sounds a hell of a lot fucking better sped up and... That's the one thing I noticed about this album. It's very slow. Like, this album is almost like the musical equivalent of being stuck behind an old man in one-lane traffic when you're trying to get to work or whatever it is. It's so slow, and there's so many songs where I'm like, just pick up the pace, Grandpa, or pick up the fucking thing. It's like, holy shit. 
but it is a great song, but I like it better when it's sped up. So when I do listen to it, I'll go on YouTube and like pick up the speed. But it's really good. I like that's under four minutes, you know, which is something Maiden does not like to fucking do anymore. And it's got a super catchy chorus. I love the chorus. It's very catchy. And yeah, Bruce's voice is definitely aging. And he did have a battle with throat cancer. So I don't expect his voice to be 100%. But I think he really does a good job on that chorus. And uh, real catchy. I just wish it was a little bit faster. I mean, someone give Nico McBrain some fucking steroids or something. Jesus Christ. Oh, so what you, 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 you know what's great about a song like Purgatory? You don't have to uh, change the speed on YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Love that name. <laughs> All right. What did you think about it, Lee? Some of it I liked, but not enough of it to make me think it was a good song. Overall, I thought it was a filler song that didn't need to be on the album. Whoa! 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 Damn! It's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get ugly. Damn! Damn! I gotta get over that one. Uh, I think the marching is is back on this song. Maiden is kicking ass. I love the riffs. Put this in your car. Get a speeding ticket. I think it's fast. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking old, and I think fast slow is fast for me now. Uh, but Nico is playing those cymbals, man. You can hear the crisp cymbals on this. It's crashing. It's so clear. Harris is playing like some sort of different bass lines on here, and the keyboards that are low in the mix gives it some uh, good atmospheric sound to it, and uh, I like it. I thought it was cool with the yeah. keyboards, man. Do you, you, know, you guys hear the keyboards? I like keyboards. I, there's a lot of keyboards. Well, you like everything. Uh, I wasn't getting into the keyboards yet, uh, but you want me? Uh, I can just give my I'll, review. I'll talk for... about the keyboards. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it when you soon. get to it. <laughs> soon, when I get to it, I will talk about it. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get to the next song, which is "Riding on the Wall," which uh, Eric picks. So which here's... Mark obviously likes, and he likes everything. Sorry. <laughs> Well, we'll get to writing on the wall. Uh, Eric picked this on the, on the whatever.
All right, Eric, why did you pick Writing on the Wall? <laughs> Writing on the Wall, because this is the fucking best Maiden song since Fear of the Dark and their cover of Judas Priest's Running Wild that they renamed The Wicker Man. Um, <laughs> I like it, man, because this is like, this is the thing. This is actually Iron Maiden. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, Iron Maiden's trying something new. Fuck no, they've been doing the same fucking boring 10-minute songs with the fucking long acoustic intros, same boring shit, same riffs. This is actually made in trying something new, because this is very different. It sounds kind of like, I get like a Fleetwood Mac uh, chain vibe off of this song. Uh, even kind of reminds me of like uh, the ending of Stonehenge by Smiletap. It's like, I don't know, like folky and like medieval sounding. I fucking love this track, and the video is even better. Uh, it's got the whole like, uh, uh, the movie Heavy Metal, it's got that whole vibe to it, great animation. I fucking love it, man. For once, instead of the same slow 10-minute snore fest, this shit actually feels fucking epic. This shit sounds like it should be something in a fucking movie. And when I was listening to this album, you know, like, every time, the only thing keeping me going was, hey, you know what? This album may not be the best, but I'm going to hear writing on the wall, and that will make it all fucking worth it. I love this fucking <laughs> song. It's probably their best song they've written, and it, it surprised me. It actually got me... A little bit excited for this album because when I first heard this, the first single released, I got kind of excited about it. But uh, too bad the rest of the album kind of let me down. But hell, at least they wrote one fucking one good song, one and a half good songs on this album. Edwin, why don't you take it away? Actually, no, Stephen, you no, 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 let Edwin go. Let let Edwin go first because uh, then Stephen could retort. (laughs) No, no, actually, uh, that's not going to be the case this one time. Okay, because I I, knew it. Yeah, Eric figured it out. What the song? Although I, I think I said this in the video, but the song's actually grown even more since the last time. When I first heard it, I was a little underwhelmed as a first single, but although I. Obviously, the video was cool, but the more I listened to the song, the more I grew to like it. I think it's their best song since The Wicker Man, and... Wait, The Wicker Man? You mean Running Wild? The Juice Priest cover? Hey, I'll say this. It does sound like Running Wild, but they do kind of their... You know, they take it into a mated direction, and the chorus is a little... (laughs) Uh, But that's a catchy song. Hey, if you're going to bite from Judas Priest, you're going to have a catchy song. Anyway... Uh, but this song, this it does have that 70s vibe, which I like. It's like, I've heard people say Southern Rock. I've heard people, you, you said Fleetwood Mac, Eric. I, yes. to, me, it, it, to me, it reminds me a lot of Journey's Wheel in the Sky. And I oh. love that song. But I hear I a lot love, of Wheel in the Sky. That's my favorite Journey song. Yeah, I hear a lot, especially in that guitar riff at the beginning. To me, it sounds a lot like a Wheel in the Sky. It's great. It has that vibe. Like you were saying, Eric, it's different. Everyone, Steven and everyone, hey, we're all going to have our opinions, but I'm with Eric. I don't think their shit sounds that different, despite how much people go off about how, ooh, they're trying different things. I just think like they're just doing slowed down, longer versions of the shit they've been doing for like 20 years. This song sounds different for them. It doesn't sound like a typical Iron Maiden song. I like the vibe. Plus, this is also the song I was... Um, you know, when I mentioned earlier that I said there was one song where I thought Bruce Dickinson's vocals work. Yeah, like this sounds more like what he can do now as an older, you know, singer that's voice isn't what it used to be, but he could do kind of a raspy, slow paced, like melodic 70s rock sounding song. And I wish they would actually do more shit like this because even though it wouldn't be that classic maiden sound, it would be a sound that I think would work with where they are now as musicians and i liked it it was cool it's fresh 
it's definitely the highlight of this album for me. And yeah, it's actually a song on this album that I can full out say I like. Not enough that I buy this album. I still I still listen to it on <laughs> But I like it. It's a good album. I mean, it's a, sorry, it's a good song. It's a good song and the highlight of the album. And it's the song I would have picked if Eric didn't pick it. So I knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what's your review on it? Uh, well, I'll keep it short and sweet because I'm saving myself for the shit show that's going to happen when the second half of the album is being reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't remind me. Because oh. <laughs> uh, I know what's coming. Um, no, it's a great song. It's definitely a 10 out of 10 for me. When I first heard it, I was a little underwhelmed by it. Uh, but again, that's because I, I told you in the past, it takes me a while, as much as I love them, I have to listen like really listen to Maiden because I want to though I'm not forcing myself to like it but um, I, I do love this song I love the intro to it I think Bruce sounds fantastic on it uh, it's a cool video like you, you said it's you know it's nice to see a video like that it's pretty cool um, and yeah great solos in this I'm not big into like describing which solos are best and all that but there's definitely standout solos in, in, in this song um, and it's it's a very likeable song I mean I can imagine someone who's not really a fan of Maiden or just a as you were saying at the beginning, like a casual fan, I think they would pick up on this song. It's kind of, kind of commercial, um, but yeah, it's a great song. I, you know, it's a ten out of ten for me. It's, 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 it'll be great live. Um, yeah, I have no problems with this song. It's just brilliant. So that's what, my bit. What do you think about it, Lee? The very best song on the album. It was the perfect length and I had no criticisms for it. The beginning sounded country like John Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive song, which I really do like, so shut up! <laughs> later, it didn't song. sound like country, but like a really cool rock song. I really, really like this song. It's awesome. Yeah, um, I like a little southern groove going. Uh, I think Bruce... Yeah. Bruce is a little over singing here in parts, and Edwin says he sounds good on here, but there's parts I hear him straining on. Um, when he goes, wow, you know, it's kind of straining there a little bit, but I like yeah, Bruce this. Bruce Dickinson's been straining ever <laughs> since, since Peace of Mind. Yeah, I, I didn't say he wasn't straining at all. I'm just saying compared to all the other songs. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it has a little Irish jig going on here and there, and the video harkens back to the movie Heavy Metal, which is fucking awesome. Like it, like you okay. said, uh, Eric. I fucking yeah. I bought that movie. I don't know if I could. Do you guys like the second one at all? Uh, second one was bad. Yeah, I, I never saw it. I never saw. I never saw. Yeah, it's kind of bad. I'll it, take his word. It was kind of bad. It's. The problem was it wasn't like the first one was cool because it was different stories. It was an anthology, whereas the second one was just one full story. And I don't know, I just don't like that. I like I want it to be different stories. Nice. All right, and then we get to the next song, uh, "Lost in a Lost World." What'd you think about this, oh, uh, Jesus. Stephen? Um. Okay. Uh. So. So this song. Too short, but the, what I do love about this stuff, I mean, I love it now, but let's get that out of the way. Uh, it does have a bit of a repetitive chorus, I'll give it that, but it, it's still in a good way. It's repetitive to me. Um, I think my favorite part of the song is uh, when they do the keyboards and they do the ahs in the background, like at the beginning. I just think that's amazing. I, I wish they'd put that through 
hear more through the song, uh, but just kind of, I, 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 I find myself constantly like humming that, even when I'm not listening to the song. I'm like driving around or wherever, and I'm humming that part of the song. You know, you know what part I mean, right? The, the beginning and um, yeah, it's just very atmospheric and yeah, it sounds amazing. It's almost like uh, like monks or something chanting in the background. I don't know. Uh, I've never heard them do that on on a song before, and I think it sounds really, really good. Uh, so yeah, it, this is a it's a good song. It, it took me a, a while to get into it, um, and it, it's yeah, it's great. But that that what I mentioned was that yeah, I love the, I love atmospheric starts to to a song. So if a lot if a song is long, just for, have a couple of minutes of a you know slow atmosphere it to me i know people get bored but to me that that builds up the song for me that that gets me into the song so that whole intro makes the song for me um you know pretty standard chorus but again it works in the song um yeah i, I love this song the nine out of ten for me what did you think about it edwin here okay we go. here we go okay <laughs> yeah, actually my least favorite part of the album is not the end, not the last three epic songs. Although, believe me, they're no picnic. But uh, <laughs> actually, this part that we're getting into now—it's the middle of the album to me—is the worst defender of this album. And this is where it begins. Like the first three songs, you know, I'm hanging with, and I even like the third one. So I'm like, okay, this is—you know—those first three songs alone made this better than the last two albums, in my opinion. But then we get to this fucking song, and yeah, it's and it's not even the worst of this <laughs> section of the album. But it's when it begins. It, it's when it begins where they start becoming this, I don't know, tasteful, atmospheric, mid-tempo. That in you know, if mid-tempo was really slow and <laughs> sluggish, uh, maiden, and you know, there's uh, it's like I don't know, all the parts don't even really add up to me, and it's just kind of uh, and that's what I feel like when I listen to it. It's just like, uh, it ain't rock and roll, I'll tell you that, but um, I'm not, I'm not into it, I don't like it, and it's it's and it only gets worse from this point on, <laughs> so, so that's my, my, that's my opinion of this song. But Stephen likes it. That's cool. You know, it's what it's all about. What we like, you know, what we connect with. Just my opinions, you know. So, what do you think about it, Eric? What was that one? Who does that song? Uh, REM, where it's this one goes out to the one I love. So it wasn't good enough that Iron Man needs to rip off. Whoa! Whoa. I gotta rip off fucking REM. Jesus yeah, and, that, and that's wow. and that's that song rocks a lot more than this one. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, wow. Lost in a lost world. This band is fucking lost, all right. I mean, goddamn, another fucking five, what, five fucking man acoustic opening that goes fucking nowhere. And get used to that shit, because you're gonna hear a lot of it. Goddamn, this album's like a lost person driving slowly, like in front of you while they're looking for like a, you know, a house or some shit. They don't know where the fuck they're at. You're trying to get to a party to bang chicks and listen to some real fucking metal. <laughs> Jesus fucking. Like, I'd rather eat my balls off and puke them out my fucking ass and listen to this song again. <laughs> this one was hard. Like, Jesus. Like, oh. I'd rather listen to Fran Drescher for five fucking oh my hours. God. And don't even get me, don't even get me starting the fucking keyboards. This, this, the keyboards are kind of cool in the beginning. Now they're starting to fucking bring my piss to a boil. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'll talk more about this, but I'm ready to have an anal evacuation. Mark. What, what the hell you think of this fucking atrocious piece of shit? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, Stephen. I'm just saying. That's all right. Um, this this song shows a different side of them. Picks up some killer riffs, 
and Harris slapping that bass, and we actually know he slaps it hard, right? Right, Eric? Slapping the bass. What Sla song are you listening to? Slaps it hard. I like it, man. It, wait, what, let me finish. I said, it gets a little draggy in parts, and then it picks up with the lead riff, and then those, I like the atmospheric keyboards, man. I like it. It changes direction. It kicks ass, man. I like this song. Yeah, yeah Mikey likes everything. Uh -huh. Yeah, Mikey likes everything. <laughs> What'd you think about it, Lee? <laughs> One of the most filler songs on the album. Yeah. So maybe I'm kind of kind. I'm kind of kind because I don't think it's the very worst, maybe, but it's one of the most filler. But anyway, I say it definitely could have been plucked off of the album. It's a total waste of time. Damn. Two songs he said that should have been on the album. <laughs> You're like making uh, the album shorter uh, now. <laughs> I am not going to stop there. Oh shit! Oh, he's got oh, more to say. Fuck! Three against it's three against two here. All of them are like that. But I'm going to say, if Iron Maiden was a guy with a long hairdo and he needed the songs from this album cut from his head, he might end up having a military coup <laughs> Shit. I like it. Lee's, okay. Lee's joined the dark side of me and Eric. I love He's it. He's destroying I will up. say real quick, the sensible side. Yeah. I, I can imagine some someone like Obi-Ben Kenobi <laughs> saying, Mark, you must be on the good side of music we will hypnotize you to say, I love this song. It's killer riffs. It's killer bass. It's awesome. Maybe a minute can be sh you know, shaved. Maybe I can understand what you mean about the vocals. But I love it. Oh boy, I love it. Oh boy, I love it. But, but, but I mean, you know. <laughs> it's an under, but, it's an undisclosed I mean, about. I, I signed a, I signed a contract. I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say one thing too, just so we're not seeming like we're totally biased to Steven and and Mark, I guess. Uh, but, uh, oh boy! Just to piggyback on what Eric said a, a few minutes ago, I do give Bruce Dickinson credit uh, for being an old man with long gray hair. I think it's cool that he grew his hair back. I hope he keeps it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do love that. I do I like that. Reason. Makes it look like a cool old wizard. It's cool. The more guys should yeah. do that. They should be proud and have their long gray fucking hair. I think it's cool. I yeah. wish I still had enough hair to make it go gray. <laughs> it is gray. <laughs> but oh, but but not. Uh, but, but but it's not growing as much as I want. But thank you, Mark. That I do like. I do like that you said that to me, man. That that I love. I like that. All right, man. Let's get to the next track. Days of Future Past. I'm going to let Edwin go first on this one. Oh, my God. Okay. The last <laughs> song was like the beginning of when, oh, this album's going downhill. And this, I don't know, not to be, yeah, we all listen to things in different ways. We all got different paces or whatever. But, you know, Steven says to him, this album just goes by like this. There was a point in this, listening to it, 
uh, tonight, you know, this afternoon with the blasting, I was like halfway through this song. And I was just like, how long has this album been on? Like, you know, <laughs> more, only on like, what, the, what is this, the fifth song? And I was like, God damn, this is taking forever. And this I realized... the Lonesome Dove of metal albums. <laughs> like, it's only the fifth song and it's already becoming a drag. This song's horrible. It's horrible. It's just, ah, uh, it's just all this, it's, it's bland, it's lifeless. And, and it sounds kind of similar to the song it just followed, except for even blander and more lifeless. Uh, the keyboards, and now I can say this for just all the keyboards throughout the album. I don't know. I hate the way they just these little high pitched keyboards that Steve Harris is doing in the background. I I don't think they have a lot of atmosphere. They just sound kind of like annoying little sound in the background. They they sound weak. I don't think they add a lot of atmosphere. But I never I never really like the sound of keyboards except for maybe a little bit like on the beginning of Moonchild. I love those keyboards because they're kind of punchy. And have a little like you know oomph to them, but for the most part, I'm not a big fan of the the Simps work on Maiden on the whole, especially not on this album. And this song is just a it's just a drag. It's a drag. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Steve yeah, Harris yeah. played the Steve Harris played the keyboards on this. I thought it was fucking Dizzy Reed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty bad when Dizzy Reed is best. <laughs> oh damn. Uh, but, but yeah, this song, it's not good. But it only gets worse after this song. Uh, well, uh, mm. I, I gotta let Eric go after this one. What, what do you think about this, Eric? Days of Future Past. Well, there is one good thing I will say about it. It's only four fucking minutes, thank God. And it's a little bit faster, but it's just generic and boring. Like, this shit, like, when I play this in my car, I'm not throwing up the devil horns. I'm not driving fast and risking getting a speeding ticket. It's just generic. It's generic fucking millennial maiden. And then also, too, another thing about maiden I fucking can't stand, the chorus repeats. Chorus repeat after chorus repeat after chorus repeat. And the same, and I love Nico. I fucking love Nico as a drummer. But when he pairs up with Steve Harris, it's the same shit, the same bass beat, the same drum beat, over and over and over. It's like, Jesus Christ, Steve Harris, Kevin Shirley, fucking goddamn it, get put, get some control on this man. What the hell? This is a horrible song. Adam, I agree with you. It shit's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, oh, Stephen, go ahead. Go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm um, wrong. I'm not going to tell you why you're wrong, because like Edward says, everyone has their own opinion. And like, you know, some people love Kanye West. <laughs> I can't see it myself, but you know. Well, I do have a question, though, and that is, I'm just wondering, as I'm listening to this as it's going on, I'm just wondering if Edwin and Eric are both having their periods at the same time, because you're just being whiny little bitches the whole time. Is that, is that, are you, are you? Uh, no, I'm, right I'm now, missing two, yeah, I'm two weeks <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, as you, I've got to be fully aware. I love this song. I think it's got a great, um, great riff. You know, at the beginning, um, and it's just, it's, it's definitely, you know, one of the shorter songs. I think it, this is very melodic. This could have been on, on a Bruce solo album. I'm not sure who wrote. I'm, I'm I don't know, these, you know, who wrote these songs, but I'm going to say this is probably Bruce and Adrian as a guess. Um, definitely Bruce because it sounds like something that could be on his his album it's definitely a very simple song compared to the rest of the album uh, and you know I'm surprised you guys don't like it because it's more just like you know and it's got a cool riff to get into um, okay and, so, so wait wait I see I want to ask Stephen something hum the riff 
Exactly what Lee says. That's the thing. I, I I agree with you if we say specifically I'm not a current day or like. You don't like that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. You leg your legacy fan, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I, mean, I like their old shit. Yeah. Wrong with, yeah. If Maiden started, if Maiden's debut album was Brave New World from there on, you guys would fucking hate them. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I yeah. would have never I, even bothered right. to listen yeah. to yeah. anything of them. Yeah, right. that's and, true. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just that I just happen to love this. Second era fruit. You guys yeah. hate it, and 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 you you're constantly comparing it to That's you have cool. a right to to the old stuff, which is cool. But I love the old stuff too. But I no no you have a right to like, compare it um, in do. a different way. That's but that's cool. the thing. No, 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 yeah. What I'm saying is the two different bands, though. I know it's the same line of singers, see, but they've just progressed, changed, and gone in the different. You know, they're not doing Prowler or or Number of the Beast. They're, they're doing completely different. If if someone did No Maiden and listened to you know, Time Machine or whatever, any song from this album, and then listen to any song from Number of the Beats. that you like, this isn't the same band. I know. There's nothing no. wrong with that. I'm just saying that that's the way they've gone. I happen to love, well, I, I, I listen, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of the piano yet. I, I mean, I like the debut album, Killers, I like like three songs off it. And considering yeah, I was shocked to hear that, that you, you don't like I, Killers. I, I, because I you guys have been going It's a wonderful album. Yeah, Killers are amazing. do it. It doesn't do it for me. I got into Maiden again. Peace of mind. So I'm more of a Bruce guy. I, I the, the reason that I love like oh boy. stuff like that is because I've heard Bruce do them so many times. You know I, I, how, I, do you, how do you feel about Number of the Beast, Steve? I love it. It's it's my favorite album. It's my but favorite it's weird. Album. But you know, Killers is like closer to Number of the Beast than the Beast. I like Peace of Mind. I love Number of the Beast. But I do like Number of the Beast, don't get me yeah. wrong, but I like I Peace of Mind better, Bruce's voice but they're peace. both good. I will listen, I'll give you a kill laugh, of course, and say the fifth, but my top album is, is Beast, second is Power Slave, third is Book of Soul. And, and it's, two, wow. it's like two different, it's two different bands. Yeah, that, Book yeah. Soul, the... Book of Soul, the same as, as this album. I, Steven, you layered. should have been on it's the so review many. with me and Mark because <laughs> we <laughs> liked it a lot. Just, well, well you should do so a, many, a revisit. There's, there's so many different layers. I can listen to... Like, I know we're getting off track and I, I'll try and keep it quick, but I'm just trying it's to make okay. a point. And for instance, like the red and the black. Most people in our group can hate that song. I <laughs> love it. Every time I listen to it, it's like I hear different things in it. It's not a four-minute chorus. 
you know, chorus, pre-chorus, verse. It is so much going on in there. And every time I listen, I'll hear another little bass riff or a guitar riff. And I just love it. I love having to work. To me... Do you like work. Melissa Manchester, <laughs> Don't Cry Out Loud? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you like Hippie right. Chick? But, but, but for me, to listen to, to Maiden... Every, it's, it's an effort. It's an effort, but the payoff <laughs> is worth it for me. Well, at least he's acknowledging it's an effort. <laughs> I knew you could say that. <laughs> no, but but it's worth it. I know I'm going to like it, and I don't mean an effort like, oh my god, I hate it. I'm going to listen to it because I like it. I just mean it, it's so much going on. It takes mm -hmm. me a long time to digest. It, yeah. So. Did you ever think though, Stephen? I'm just saying this. I'm just saying, just throwing this out there. Just something to think about. Is it a little bit like, like, let's say you're you're dating this woman for months and months and months and she's not she's not having sex with you and you're taking her out to dinner and you're whining and dining her and then you and then really like and then like in five months she gives you a little bit of a she gives you a, like kind of a half-ass blowjob but because you've like she held off for so long it's yeah, like no. wow this is the greatest <laughs> sex ever when i first did them i liked them <laughs> but I need to digest them and really get into them. And the, once that once it clicks with me, then I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But it takes me a while to get to that point. I'm never listening to a stuff I don't like it. If I don't like it, I put it to one side and I'm done. But do you like <laughs> um Aerosmith's Aerosmith song "Reefer Header Woman"? I don't really love that song, but I think that the album overall is good. Are you I, I one of the ones who like that song, Stephen? I don't know it. Sure okay, it. well then, um, forget <laughs> what I said. <laughs> I, like, anyway, I like that song, Lee, and Night in the Ruts. And it, okay. That, Night in the Ruts is my second favorite era. rules. I you rule too, because it is a really good album. It is a Very really good, good album. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, but let, let, just, saying, just to conclude, I'm just saying that Maiden, for me... I have to really listen because there's so much cool stuff in there, and I can't take it in all in one go. And it takes—that's mm -hmm. what takes a while for me. And then once it clicks, and then I, then I really get it. And some some people don't have the patience for that. Some people don't want to do that. So when I say that it, it's an effort, I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I enjoy mm -hmm. listening to it and pulling it apart and listening to different sections of blah 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 that that kind. Of, so I mean, I do It's just with. What maiden? It just doesn't. It it doesn't tickle my nads. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but and I will admit, I'm not a maiden fan. I'm like more of a. I'm a Deano guy. Even the the one patch I have of maiden on my battle vest, it's a Deano era patch, and it even has Deano on it. It's Eddie holding Deano severed head. So that just goes to show how much of a. I swing on those Paul Diano nuts, man. I cling on to them cool. tightly, and I drink that. It was forty years ago. Move on, bro. I can't. Oh boy! So it's just too awesome. I still love it's those too albums. awesome. They still sound right. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying it's not a bad era. I'm just saying, made of just they're not the same band now. And you guys, a legacy. Yeah, band, they're cool. not the same band. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I like, I, like, I like the song. It's a cool song. It's simple. It's probably the most simple song on the album. Uh, and that's huh. What do you think about it, Lee? Right on, man. What do you think about Who? it, Lee? You, Lee. Oh, Days of Future Past? Yep. The, is that the song? Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is a complete filler. It's not a horrible tune, but it doesn't do one thing for me. 
I think this song should have been off of the album. Simple enough. Dang, you've already taken three songs well, off this yeah. album. Well, that's yeah. what he meant when he said it would have a crew cut. <laughs> I still say that. All right, I can't, I can't hum the riff, but I do like the riff, Edwin. It doesn't sound like a normal Maiden riff. Um, sounds like a hair metal riff, like something Poison would do. I don't know. It just sounds way different than a regular Maiden marching what? riff. Uh, well, they're recording at the same studio as C.C. DeVille. Don't, don't forget that, Mark. <laughs> Alright. Uh, and then it goes on to change, and it sounds like a Maiden song. It's like, whoa. This song kind of rules now. It's fast-moving, killer. Uh, this is my favorite so far off this album. Whoa! <laughs> Damn! Yep. Mark with the bold opinion. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to the next track, The Time Machine, which uh, Lee picked. So here's the time machine on the Freeform Metal Dungeon podcast. Hunger, am I still alive? 
All right, that was the time machine. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? Lee? Well, um, yes, yes. I was sipping something, so I told you that if I was not answering you right away, it was because <laughs> of the sipping, but now I sipped, and it's a good Hell thing. yeah. Because this is the best song I said that about another song, so screw me for saying that, but <laughs> but this is the other best song on the album. Even though it's a bit long, and even though maybe a minute or so could have been cut from it, because I think Eric picked the song that I really wanted to pick, <laughs> but otherwise, I still enjoyed it. And I think it's a pretty damn good song. So what'd you think about it, Eric? The Time Machine. Yeah, let me get into a fucking Time Machine. Go back to when they were actually a good fucking band. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> Another acoustic fucking intro. There's acoustic intro. Acoustic intro. Jesus fucking ass shit juice. Why is there so many acoustic intros? Did this man go on the Oprah Winfrey show and she was handing out I fucking totally acoustic agree intros? With you. you get one. You get one. You get one. They've been doing I this totally shit agree with you on that. They've been doing this shit since Blaze. It's just like, what the fuck? Um, just the Iron Man's officially the douchebag at the party with a guitar. Uh, where's John Belushi from Animal House when you need him for this shit? Again, just boring fucking millennial maidens. The same fucking song, same fucking album, year after year. And one thing I gotta point out. Why do so many people, like, literally pull for this band, but no other band? I see Scott Ian, Chris Jericho, Brian Slagle, all these people... And they're posting pictures of this album, like, you need to go out and buy this album. Oh my god, so good. But every other nostalgic band, except Judas Priest, all these other bands, even Metallica, for fuck's sakes, when they put out a new album, they don't do shit. But the moment Maiden puts out a new album, it's like, everyone is just, whoa, oh, buy it, buy it, buy it. Because we've all like, got good taste. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, the fans hold this band to such a low fucking standard that they're like, okay, we can just <laughs> My God. don't do anything. We're just, we'll just do the same fucking album over and over. <sighs> right on. Oh. ACDC <laughs> does the same album over and over. There's no nothing wrong but with I that. I will say that I do oh. like, I do like Book of Souls. So I will say Book like of Souls is is a hell of a lot better than their 20 albums before it. But I like one that's me. That's cool. All right, man. So what do you think about it, Edwin? Uh, I'm definitely... Uh, sorry, Lee, I'm more on Eric's side here. In fact, uh, oh. yeah, I I hate this song. In fact, I think this oh, is God. the second worst song on the album. It's only I keeps getting worse. Thank you. No, sorry. It's Thank all right, you. Lee. We all got. But I hate this song. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And this, the fucking acoustic openers, just like Eric says. You know, it's a trick. It's like they're doing that so the subsequent part sounds heavier than it really is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's just a drag, man. And yeah, if you're an older band and your shit's not as awesome as it used to be, don't set yourself up. For the joke by calling it time machine <laughs> oh my god I, and this, I, I, go back to the future, Marty. 
Let me just say one thing. I just want to say, like, like, I'm not a guy, you know, and if you like it, you like it. That's fine. All right. All right. You know, but this idea that, oh, like you you can't accept the band being different. Hey, well, for example, I'm a huge Sabbath fan and there was a band, uh, an error with Dio and Dio, they sounded totally different. And I love it. I love Heaven and Hell Mob Rules, even though they sound nothing like they did in the Aussie years. Uh, uh, they were closer to, you know, sounding more like what Dio does, you know, Rainbow and then his subsequent uh, solo career, because Dio was such a dominant force creatively that it almost forced even someone as strong of an individual as Tony Iommi had to kind of change up his songwriting to work with Dio, you know? And, but I loved it. It was awesome. It was different. It was awesome. And then I even loved Born Again, you know, with... Great another, album. Great album. Different band, again, different singer, different vibe, but still loved it. And then when they came back in the early 90s, there, and Time Machine made me think of this because it was the lead-off single from Dehumanizer. That song, now that Time Machine, not even one of the best songs on the album, but still wipes the floor with this song. But that album, even though it was with Dio again, they didn't sound like the Dio era stuff. It didn't sound like Heaven and Hell. It was a different kind of sounding early 90s, darker, grungier kind of Sabbath. And I loved that too. And I've even grown to like the Tony Martin era in spots. It's a little spotty, but I like some of that stuff. So I'm not against the idea of a band evolving or changing. It just, you know, if it's changing into something else I like, that's fine. I like a lot of different kinds mm. of music. You know, Steven, I listen to a lot of music. I don't listen to just heavy metal and hard rock even. I just, like I said, it's just me personally. I don't like, like he, like Steven said, I'm not a fan of the new Maiden sound for the most part. There's a few songs here and there, but I'm just not a fan of it. But it's not because I'm against the idea like I'm not saying they have to sound like killers. They just have to sound like yep. something, something I like. That's all, you know. So just just for the record, that's all I want to say. Yep. But this song, yeah, not a fan, and and yet it's only gonna get worse. One more song to go. That I think <laughs> where we reach the bottom of the barrel of this album. But uh, so not a fan. So what did you think about it, Stephen? All right. I hope you guys are all sitting down because I have to say that this is by far. The worst song on the album. Oh, okay. um, Whoa! <laughs> Stephen with yeah, the curveball. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like parts of the song, but I think Yannick Gers co-wrote this, and and I'm not a fan of his writing. It, it, you know, in the some of this stuff is okay, but I think that has yep. influenced it. This song, it it really is a struggle for me. This song, um, I, there's something weird about the way you sing the vocals. That the melody is like. I don't know how to explain it. It's too happy. I, I, I don't really. I don't know if you understand what I mean by that. But the, the way he sings, it's just weird. I, I can't. I don't mean the style of the, or the the voice version. Just the melody of the of the tune is like too happy. Um, I think the lyrics are retarded. Uh, I, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. These days. You can say it. Uh, uh, for, for the record, for the record, I have nothing against uh, mentally impaired or mentally uh, whatever you want to say. It's fucking sad we have to. It's fucking sad we have to say that we have to put disclaimers on everything we say now, and people just can't take a I, damn uh, joke. I have nothing against mongoloids or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or go, well, go, you know, go, go, going back to the beginning, going back to the beginning, what Edwin said about me. I, I do not have a problem with the Japanese culture. I do enjoy it. I'm just saying for this album and the song, I didn't enjoy Eddie as Japanese thing. Anyway, yeah, so this song just doesn't do it for me. There is part, the sections of the song that I do like, 
like I think about three, three halfway through, three minutes in, whatever. There's like a, there's a great instrumental mental break where the pace picks up for a little while, then it goes back to the thing. I love that bit, and there's bits of it that I like. Uh, but honestly, when I'm listening to this, this actually is a song that I hit the skip on, unless I can't get to it. So this is definitely, again, I can listen to it. I'm not like, oh my God, this is awful. But it is by far the weakest song on the album. I, in fact, I'm, it, I, I, it's just weird to me. It's just not a good song. So, you know. That's that's my view of that song. So. Wow, see, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a full mate talk. <laughs> Lee, Lee yeah. picked a song that yeah. even Steven hated. Wow. Mm. <laughs> well, you, but you know what? You know what, Lee? I got you. I got you. I got you. I want to say, Mark. I, I hope that 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 you are my side because, man. Well, well, I think it's a good song. So please. <laughs> Mark, be on my side. Now, now, now I'm going to have to change my review because you've been telling me this whole episode I like everything, so I need to shit on something, right? <laughs> that, now, now we want Mark to like everything. I know, what the that, fuck? Does that mean that, 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 that you're on it or are you not on it? I mean, my God. I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I mean, I'm uh, saying please be on my side so I'm on well, your side. Please don't shit. <laughs> So well, stop shitting, stop, shit, stop <laughs> shitting on me for liking everything that you don't like, all right? <laughs> okay, okay, how about we trade? You like the stuff that I don't, oh, never mind. All right. I'm too drunk and I don't know what I, I I just gotta say, when I first heard this song in the beginning, it reminded me of uh, the fucking start of Moonchild, Seven Deadly Sins, Seven, and I go, oh shit, this sounds like fucking Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, so I was immediately uh, liking this, uh, so I like this song, I'm uh, digging the keys on this album, it makes it sound fuller, like, like on this track, The Man, the drums is fucking Nico's kicking ass, and Bruce is killing it, his voice is butter on this song, and not over singing it at all, so I do like this song, Lee. Sounds fuller, like fuller. Thank you, man. I thought you were going to say come. Thank you so much. Mark needs to pay the bills. You know? <laughs> 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 All right. He got that. He, that Bruce Dickinson interview. He gets that. He gets those checks in the mail from Bruce Dickinson. Uh, yeah, come yeah. on, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> give me a call. I, I gave you my number on Instagram. Damn it. Uh, if not, I'll settle. <laughs> if not, I'll settle for Yannick Gears. <laughs> You might get blazed. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, blazed would probably, yeah. <laughs> I'll take any fucking maiden. <laughs> come on, come on the show, man. We love you guys. Uh, well, at least uh, I do more than Lee. But uh, then we flipped this album over. If you have the the vinyl, well, it's three vinyls, so we probably flipped it over on after writing of the wall on the wall. Uh, so we get to the next song, uh, side two, disc two on the CD, Darkest Hour. What do you think about this one, Stephen? Uh, yeah, I love this song. I think it's very. I think, well, first of all, lyrically, you know, it's 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 very heavy on the lyrics. Uh, kind of a ballad, I suppose. Um, through the eyes of like a soldier. Uh, I, I believe it's it's about part of it, about Dunkirk, uh, and then D-Day. Uh, Dunkirk is when you know they were retreating, really, and then D-Day uh, was when they went back to the beaches, and I think that's what it's about. Um, so it's kind of an interesting, you know, it's made to in history, as usual. Um, but I think it's a cool song. It's um, I like the intro to it. I think Bruce's voice is great on this song. Um, just, you know, the, the way that he just kind of, it's just very moody. Uh, and then, you know, of course, with the, the, um, 
the guitar playing in there. It's very textured guitar part. Um, but just just film the song. I think it's a great song. I, I feel that uh, you know it's almost like a ballad, really, for me. But just not a, a love ballad. More like a, you know, um, it's just a dark song. Very. It's a, it's an emotional song. I think it's uh, you know with the lyrics, um, and I think it it, it makes. I think Bruce is the star of this particular song. I think I know you've criticised his vocals, but I think that this is brilliant on it. And he actually makes the song. But again, with the guitars in the background, the way that it's just done, it's very atmospheric and great. So as a package, it's a, it's a nine out of ten for me. The song, I think, it's a great song. What did you think about it, Lee? Oh, the darkest hour. Yes. Yeah, it started like a filler song. And I wasn't really into it, but by the middle of the song, it got really good. And I was really enjoying it. I think if the first three minutes were cut off from it, this would be one of the best songs on the album. But I did enjoy the second half of the song. What did you think about it, Edwin? Oh, fucking Lord. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> this is my least favorite song on the album. I hate this fucking song. It is, I mean, maybe it, it wouldn't be as bad on a vinyl, maybe, because there was a little bit of a break between this and Time Machine. But when you listen to it straight through, it just feels like you're in fucking quicksand. Going down and down and down. It's just a fucking drag. And listen, hey, I like some dark shit. And I like, for example, it, make, it makes me think of my very favorite Megadeth song because of the title, In My Darkest Hour. hour. Yeah. God damn, that's a fucking awesome song. That's and a that's, good fucking song. How about the Steve Miller song, My Dark Hour? You probably haven't even heard that song. You don't know that song. But anyway, I Eddie that's all I wanted to say. I'll be quiet. Fucking A. That that and now that's fucking wonderful. That's a great song. Yeah, it's gonna a great be, fucking song. I'm gonna be quiet now because I didn't mean to interrupt you for a wrong way. It's all I'm right. only meant to interrupt you for a good way. Yeah. But anyway, go on. I like good way interruptions. That's all right. Yeah, right. On. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, you could be dark and still kind of catchy, but this song's just a fucking drag. Now, it brings me back uh, to probably my least favorite song on Fear of the Dark, which, what was that fucking power ballad on that album? Wasted Love or something? What was it called? Oh, God. Wasted Years? No, what Wasted was it, Stephen? Wasted Love. I hate it. Yeah, that song sucks, but you know what? Like, this is like a worse version of that song. No. It's, it's more heavy-handed, and you know what? All this fucking history lessons shit, you know, Dunkirk, you know, that was a good movie. Kept my interest. But uh, but this song's just a drag, man. It's just a drag, and it's just like, God damn it, you know, I just, this ain't why I listen to music. That's all I can say. We all listen to music for different things. I like some dark shit. I like some slow shit. You know, it doesn't all have to be fast and heavy and rocking all the time. But this song's just a fucking drag. And it's like, it's yep. the middle of the album. Maybe if it was like a last song or something, it'd be like a little like tonal epilogue at the end or something. It'd be kind of a drag to end it on. But I'm just saying. But in the fucking dead center, like I said, I just feel like I, I've sunken into quicksand on this album. And, and then you just kind of slowly climb up, but you never really get up. 
<laughs> so that's what I put Go with 1,000 songs on an album. Which one is the center? And which one is the the beginning? And which was the, the ending? <laughs> there is no... There is you, no way to find out. I think all you... I think I, I just want to say I just want to say Lee raises a very uh, profound point because this album is very ex it's very metaphysical because it makes you think like what is the void that like, wasn't <laughs> what I was trying to say it's like a black hole you know if, you. You're getting, if you're getting sucked into the black hole it makes you think is does this album begin it's like which end? which 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 fucking weirdo is sucking on my one thing and which is sucking on the other. It's about, so. it's about this point in the album, Darkest Hour, where I question, like, what is music anymore? Do I like music? Do I even like music? I don't know. I don't All right. Yeah. So what do yeah. you, you think about it, uh, Stephen? I, May I? Stephen already went, didn't he? Oh, he did? Yeah. I, I okay, then it's Eric. Eric, go ahead. All right. Darkest Hour, and this is where we begin Disc 2. <laughs> disc 2, like, seriously, eat a fucking dick, Maiden. Like, uh, it's, I feel like it's an infomercial. Like, you thought Disc 1 was bad, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Boring, slow opener, and it's like, I'd rather get an electrical shock from sucking Mechagodzilla's robotic fucking wiener than listen to this. I would have Gigon shove his buzzsaw up my fucking ass. <laughs> and you know what? I, I was looking at the notes. Bruce Dickinson wrote this shit, and now I can see why Nikki wow. Six. Why your wife fucked Nikki Six? Nikki Six writes shitty songs, but at least they're fucking short. This shit really has yeah. goddamn long. Right on, man. Yeah, if you want to hear a fucking maiden ballad, listen to Children of the Dam or Prodigal Son. Don't listen to this fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to this fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fuck. All right, Lee. So I think I already know your review. What do you think about this song, Lee? Um, you mean the song "The Darkest Hour"? Yes. <laughs> Mark, are you? I said. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's my. It, okay, it's my turn. It wasn't really like. Okay. All right, it's my turn. Sorry. Sorry. This I review. want to talk again, but never mind. Okay, but Mark step out of the room for a half hour. Were you no. No, I was just. I'm. Dr I'm drinking, so I'm freaking. There's so many people here. It's kind of directing hey, traffic. Man, I'd be a so crappy good, cop. Man, I, hey, I would tell Mark, people to I go through a red light. Thumbs up, <laughs> Mark. Mark, I give Mark. you thumbs up. That's all I wanted to say. All right. I hope they weren't in your mouth, though. All right. Then we get... <laughs> then, then, what, this is what I think about the song. Some cool riffs. Uh, it's like Prague here. These guys are storytellers and get a lot of shit for long songs. But come on. No one bitches about fucking Dream Theater or Rush. Fucking, I love the riffs. and songs that go somewhere. This is a fucking <laughs> old man looking for directions. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, man. Man, Mark is a good trooper because he wants the members of the groups who he reviews to finally get back to him. So right on, Mark. All right, for, but, but for, for giving this promo, I and this, you know, well. it's like I I don't do that shit. Well, but, but but I mean he does. He does that shit. So we should call it. Mark promotes. The music he likes and fuck the shit. <laughs> All right, but then uh, I also thought it had some old, like old Queensrÿche elements into it. 
And I think if Rush was still around, I think they could cover this song and fucking kick ass at it. I like it. Oh, did, did you say Rush or Queen? <laughs> you literally used Rush. Millennial Maiden and Queen, Queen. Rush in the same sentence? Queen would be Dream Theater. <laughs> Adam, Sandler, Adam Sandler could do it good. Oh my god. All right. I'm saying that on purpose because I want to fuck with people. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, that, that is that's the best quote of the night before. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you know, you know what happened last week. I told Lee, "Hey, we're doing the cult love like all week," and he sent me notes for Maiden. I go, "Where's the cult love?" I thought we we're doing fucking Maiden. I go, "No, that's next week." Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and he blamed me for not telling him. <laughs> and I showed him the messages where I did tell him. <laughs> That's because you don't need to be like um, understanding a drunk man <laughs> who wants to totally change the universe. <laughs> yeah, so we're not we're not doing uh, the cult love for a couple weeks now. Because thank uh... you, thank you. Well, well I thought we. We could still do it, but no. Nah, we'll do your ne we'll do your we next we'll do your next pick, and then we'll, we'll uh. But let's get into um. Uh, yeah, whatever. Let's you get into the next track. Picky, picky, pick, pick. Let's get into the next track, which uh Stephen picked, "Death to of the Celts," on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Dead, the burden of blood that breaketh the bone, the battlefield. 
stare Following now the depths of despair Beyond the light, darkness will fall Coming to take the life from us all Falling now where God can explain Bidding farewell a life I know gain Following those who came from hell Came to witness the death of the Celts All right, so Stephen. Why did you pick this track? All right, this track. Well, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Um, this is my favorite track on the album. This is uh, an 11 out of 10 for me. I liked it from the get-go. Um, I know everyone's gonna. Well, maybe not you lot because they don't really follow Current Maiden, but it is. Sounds very much like the Clansman. The, the intro, the bass intro. I love the bass intro. Um, it's in my head all the time. Uh, and I know people are going to say it sounds like, oh, they ripped themselves off from the Klansman, but actually the, rip, the Klansman was ripped off from, it's Celtic rhythm, that's, that's what they've taken, that's what it's the same way you listen to Power Slave and you think it's Eastern, it's because they use Eastern rhythm, that's they do it perfectly, they've done the same thing with this, um, I think this song, yeah, you're all going to say how long it is and everything, but to me, Steve Harris just kicks it up a notch with this, it's like, it's a two-hearted song, it's a slow, beginning which is like about five minutes long and then when it gets into you know all the, the faster stuff that you guys are probably slow um it, it's just i i love it i love the lyrics i love the way bruce sings it i think it's the way bruce sings it uh, sometimes in older albums sings so fast it's like just trying to cram too many words into into a verse i think this is more spaced out so you could really understand what he's singing and it's a lot of lyrics but it's well done um, I, this is just a classic main song, and live, this song is going to be immense. Uh, a lot of these songs, if you might not, you know, maybe you sit on the fence with some of these, but when you hear this live, and don't kid, you'll all be going to see this fucking band live, because the, they're not going to be around much longer, and whether you like the newer stuff or not, they're still incredible live, and we're not going to get a chance to see them, because they're, they're what, 70 years old now, 65, 70? They're not going to be doing it much longer. Uh, this is going to be amazing live. I love the bass. I love Steve Harris's bass. I can listen to it all day. Um, it's just, it's just a, a brilliant song. I just think it. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just great. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I play a song if I can only listen to one track if I've not got time or whatever. This is the first song I go to. I put this one on, and ah, uh, it's just, I love it. It's the best song on. Uh, actually, it's not. It is the best song on the album, but it's very close to another one, which. Only when, when I get to, and of course you're all going to kill me about that too. But yeah, this, this is brilliant for me. I will. Um, I don't really drink, but I have a feeling after listening to your review of the next three songs, I'm probably going to hit in a few uh, whiskeys by then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What 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 whiskeys do you have in your area? No, no, no. I'm 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 just saying what. Because when I want to get something, 
I'm thinking, what whiskey would you think is a good thing to get? I don't know. Well, when, when, well, Eric and uh, and and yeah, Edwin are, are ripping are ripping this apart. <laughs> Twenty minutes each. I'll go and run down to the liquor store and get some whatever they recommend. Oh yes, I guess I'll get. And you'll still be going. You'll still be ripping it while I'm while I'm out gone. <laughs> I guess I'll just get um <laughs> um I I I forget the name of it, but like um um something brothers or whatever. Hmm. Well. We, we, well, this is a brilliant song. I love this song. You guys are going to hate it. But it's very typical of uh, Current Maiden, which is why you'll hate it. And basically, you guys reviewing this is like me reviewing a Kanye West album. Uh, that's what it would be. Oh, so, boy. Uh, you don't know how... You don't know how true you are. Or a Slayer, but, or a Slayer album. Where's your metal card? I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit. Well, maybe not Kanye West. Maybe Conway Twitty? East. But basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to you guys rip it apart. But I don't care what you say. This song is absolutely brilliant to me, uh, and it's 11 out of 10. Best song I cannot wait to hear them play this live. Uh, what do you, is, this, is this the death of the Celts? Just yeah. So yeah. Death okay, the go on, go oh, on. Let me go, man. I'm go, fucking at the Eric. right now. <laughs> death of the Celts. He's fucking at the pop. This is where we really get into the fucking atomical ass-fucking, as I call it. Death of the Celts is more like death of my fucking eardrums and attention span. And it's funny Steven mentioned it, because, yeah, the beginning is like a rip-off of the Klansman. Why the fuck are you ripping off that shitty song? <laughs> and I actually tried. I really tried to give the song a chance, because Dr. Fuck likes this song. And usually, oh. when Dr. Fuck likes something that I... Like, like he likes something that's off a new album or something, I usually end up liking it. And I still fucking hate it. Another fucking acoustic intro... Why is the song 10 fucking minutes? The shit makes Brandon sound like fucking war pigs. Like, is this, al is this an album or is this a military-grade torture device? Because this, this is worse than waterboarding. Like, you should have to sign a waiver before having to listen to this assload of fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wow. Death God damn it. Like, seriously. So you like, so you like it, baby? What? Oh! <laughs> like, Dude, this album is seriously just Steve Harrison, Bruce Dickinson jerking off, like, at the expense of whatever record company they're with, while Kevin Shirley sits in the corner and watches. Like, they need a producer wow. that just like, no. They need a producer to tell them no. If Andy Sneap went and produced, produced an album for this band, and it was, like, the next, like, number of the beast or whatever, every main fan would be like, oh, it's the best fucking thing they ever done. Like, they need someone to fucking... They need someone to tell them no. Kevin surely doesn't do shit. Yeah. He just let Steve run a fucking muck. God a damn A guy it. with a name like Shirley? You gotta know that there's something weird with that. Yeah. Well, well you know what I told Aaron, because they asked about a main album, about this album, and I said, you know what, who... I, I don't care for Kevin Shirley at all, really. I think they, they, they've ran their course with this guy, and I think uh, they should call some uh, Nick Raskovinikits up who told Neil Peart how to drum, and Neil Peart accepted it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mark, literally. I don't like even this. know what you're talking about. Like, 
Mr. Mobibi Bobopowawa told someone Mobibi. Well, Nick Raskovitigans <laughs> told Neo Neil to play just something. You're trying to backtrack because you're trying to be everybody to everything. No, but I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'll, I'll be quiet. I'm just saying. Who has the balls to go tell the greatest drummer in the world, hey, you need to play that a little different? And Neil looked at him and said, okay, and change it. And then Neil came in for the next album they did and gave him a wand and said, I'm not going to do anything you want unless you direct me like a conductor. <laughs> so it was like... They literally, like, they, they need a new producer. This album is so bad. I'd rather give a rim job to Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, my God. Mark, have you seen that woman's ass? No. You know I'm fucking serious with this shit. God damn. No, for the record, it would have to be a hell of a lot worse <laughs> before I would get to that point. Uh, for the record, I don't have a problem with plus-sized women. And oh, there we go again. Hey, <laughs> plus-sized women, but women who aren't, Pretty. in my opinion, half-men. Sorry. I don't have a problem, for the record, with women that are half men. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, good for the to record, you. For the record, he is a half man, half woman. Just so everyone's clear on that. And... I cannot say I am not. <laughs> All right, Thank Edward. Thank you, Mr. Bubby, for saying that. All right, Edward, what did you think of this song? All right, okay, okay. Listen, I know Steven's expecting me to be as hard on it as Eric, all right? Don't get me wrong, and don't worry, Eric. It's not like I like it. I don't. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't like this song. But that being said, to me, like I said, I know the people that hate this album, it's the last three songs are what they focus on because they're so fucking long. And, yeah, they're too long. This song's too long. There's no doubt about it. For what it is, in my opinion, it's too long. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner? Just the, I wouldn't lose one second of that song. But yep. this song, too long for what it is, in my opinion. I get why Steven likes it. Of course, this would be Steven's favorite song on the album, because it's very kind of Thin Lizzy. It's very Thin Lizzy-ish, and th so it's like his two favorite bands combined. This has to be your favorite song, period, Steven. <laughs> it's like Iron Maiden and Thin Lizzy had a wild night together, so you gotta fucking well, love it. It's yeah. the Celtic effect. Like yeah, it. it's the Celtic thing, so I get it, I get it. The thing I'll be... I'll say, though, is Thin Lizzy knew how to bottle up the fucking edge. They knew how to do this quicker, punchier, and more effectively, you know, with Black Rose and, <laughs> and Emerald, you know, or the two songs that spring to mind where they do the Celtic-sounding thing. Yep. They, like, that's how to do it, and they did it so well. Iron Maiden, they drag it out. They do all the fucking shit, the, you know, soft beginning, to do this. Uh, it's kind of cool when they get into the Thin Lizzy Celtic thing at first, but then they do it again later on, and it's just like, it's like, it just gets repetitive, and it's like leprechaun dancing, and it gets like, it's just, it's just, it's just like, this song, especially after the sluggish middle of this album, I feel it picks up slightly with the last three songs slightly not i still wouldn't say they're as good as the first three songs but it's got a little emphasize little little more life to it so i'm not full out hating it but that being said i i don't love it it's too long and it makes me think of dario gill and the little people and that's pretty <laughs> much it <laughs> yeah so what'd you think about it lee oh i liked the beginning it's uh, 
sounded like a cool progressive oriented Celtic folk song, but then since Iron Maiden is a heavy rock group, they have to add in the heavy rock part, which for me doesn't work well with this song. I thought most of it was filler, and it made me think they were doing long songs only for the purpose of doing long songs, and it yep. doesn't always work. This song I would have suggested the group leave off the album if I was the producer. Oh man, you, you hear not... that meeting? Get Lee Gershman as your producer for the next fucking album. Jesus Christ. Um, I yeah. would definitely love to be the producer and I would come with my hedge clippers and hedge clip those songs to the backs. I think Bruce Dickinson <laughs> said something about Kevin Shirley. They get they keep using him because he knows how to deal with them. I guess that means he knows how to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I I get it. I, I get those egos. It's not like uh, Terry with uh, Rush, you know, or fucking. They got rid of him eventually. They didn't keep him for everything, which a lot of people are kind of pissed because they didn't like the albums he didn't do. Uh, but um, are you talking about um, like Power Windows, which I think is one of their very best albums ever. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but a lot of people would. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, that's Hello. their best album. <laughs> you, you people, you people, that's their best album. Well, like I said, if you take off the keyboards, it's a very hard album. <laughs> I like the keyboards, but I like the whole album. I know, but I... I want to album to listen to. You know what? Oh, guy, it's a good album. Can I say something about Kevin Shirley real quick? Go ahead. Is that again? Too the other thing with Kevin Shirley, and this isn't just his fault, the band's fault. This shit doesn't have energy. When I was listening to this album today, like I listened to it twice today, in between like disc one and disc two, I had to listen to something else to kind of pick up my energy. I was listening to Accept, and then I listened to uh, like one of the new Accept albums at Mark. Um, oh, and then boy. I listened to Firepower by Judas Priest. And it's just, <laughs> this band lacks energy. Like, this band has less energy than a teenager waking up for school in the morning. I just feel it's so slow. And you look at Accept, and you look at Judas Priest, like, they like add balls to the wall. I will say this. Iron Maiden, to be fair, those bands did, they have younger members in the exactly. band. Well, that's what I was saying. So, they yeah, so Iron Maiden might need to fire some of their old members and replace them. I feel them. like, get rid of a member of Iron Maiden, replace them with a young guy that has that energy, because yeah. that's the problem. Maiden is older, I feel like they're just in autopilot right now. Whereas yeah, they these, need, oh, have these younger boy. guys throwing in oh ideas, my God, throwing suggestions. Except yeah. <laughs> balls to the wall. You like, see the blind rage the the the, the, the great the, 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 the great um people in the video and then you see this little tiny <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the record oh, no, I word. have a problem with uh, little people That's <laughs> oh, <yeah. God>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry hey Lee did you give a review of this song um which song death of the Celts <laughs> I like the beginning. I, it uh, sounded like a cool, progressive-oriented Celtic folk song, but then 
since Iron Maiden is a heavy rock group, they have to add in the heavy rock part. Okay, so you already said this. All you had to well. do was say yes or no. All you had to do is say yes or no. Damn it. Dang it, Lee. For the purpose of doing long songs. Well, it's kind of hard. Everybody's... It always yeah. This song I would have suggested a group leave off the album if I was... Okay, Lee, I got it. I got hey, it. I did it with another podcast. I'll do it with you, you fucker. Okay. Well, I just asked you a yes or no question. You could have said yes. I already I, said it. I wanted to say it again. Fuck me. Millennial maiden does to people. people Hey, man. <laughs> I'm hey, gonna I, do I, it again. All right. Well, let me get my review of this song in. All right. Mark, I, what do you think of this? Song? Uh, Ten minutes of epicness. I know some of you guys are going to shit on me and bring it on, bitches. Uh, I love this fucking song. Intro could be a little shorter, but other than that, it rules. Plus, you have three lead guitar players. You need something to play. <laughs> All right, okay, wait, you bring up a good point, Mark, because this is another problem with Millennial Iron Maiden. Three fucking guitarists. Gimp, you know, they might be nice. May, you know what? I mean, they're not nice guys. They're cunty, so I don't see why they don't fire one of them. They definitely should fire uh, what's-his-face, the Bruce Dickinson guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just fucking... How about Black Oak, Arkansas? Don't you save us all. That's part of the problem why their songs got to be so long. Each guitarist has to fucking solo. Fucking three guitars, too much. Worst yeah. idea ever, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Guitars. Yikers doesn't even like... play a fucking solo. He just swings his guitar around his neck and throws it in the air and does all these flips and splits and shit like he's Michael Jackson. He doesn't even <laughs> play a fucking solo. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Dr. Hey, Hook in the Medicine Show had a guy who hey. only just danced. Hey, listen, sometimes... And he just jiggled his butt. And, and he didn't even do any real instruments. But he was a member of the band. Yeah, the people, they got, sometimes got to be a little cutthroat, you know? When Phil Rudd joined ACDC, they didn't fucking keep Chris Slade and have two drummers. They said, no, Chris, you're fucking out. We got our real drummer back. <laughs> you know? True. Oh, man, I feel bad. I want Chris. I want, I want Chris Slade in my group. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want Jimmy Page to play guitar on my album. But how can I um, you do the um, um, money to get him on? Hey, I want, Lassie, I want Lassie to sing on my studio, on my solo album, but Gene Simmons fucking took him and I couldn't do it. Damn. <laughs> Fuck you, Gene. Oh, oh my God. God. Were you about to say Steven? I think Steven was about to say something. I said no yeah, complaint when, Ch when Chester Thompson and Phil Collins were doing double drums. Well, yeah. that was that, that was different. And Thirty Eight Special had always had a double drummer. Yeah. I'm not against uh, two drummers uh, in theory. Actually, three of my favorite Melvin's albums have two drummers. Uh, it, they have a very cool, unique, uh, primal sound. But still, there's only the, in that lineup there was only four members, so it was still kind of. Why are made Oh, I mean, oh, it's a huge oh, member. Yeah. Steven. You know, put that in the back of his brain. It's like, oh, I want to get him on this. <laughs> I'm gonna drink a little more. So if you ask me something, I'm I not gonna I, answer I, for I, right I now. Because for the past twenty fucking years, they've been releasing shitty albums. I'm like, what happened to the band that released Prowler? Well, then, the Children I, I of the Damned. 
I'll say this though. It was like like things with the producers. Like obviously they they can only work the yes man producer. And listen, it's I won't even say made it. All right, that's unfair of me. Bruce and and Steve. All right, these guys. Every interview I've been seeing of these two guys, especially Bruce, since like the '80s, they got just such a air of superiority. You know, you could just tell. You know, you just know. Bruce I do not get that. I, not I totally that. get that vibe. I get that vibe, and he looks down on a lot of bands, and I know he looked down on a lot of hair metal in the 80s, and it, I just get a vibe that I can't speak for the other guys, but, you know, it's Steve a little bit, but really Bruce. That, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Bruce, I think, is cunty. But, yeah, I'll say this for the guy. He's cunty, but he does own shit. You know, he don't, I mean, he can, I guess he's entitled to some cuntiness. I mean, he can fly planes, he fences, he's a lead singer from an international big rock band. So, yeah, I guess, you know, if that's what, how you want to play it. But, you know, he ain't Brian Johnson. He's not a guy you feel like you could, if you bumped into Sarasota, you could actually have a drink, a drink with. Bruce Dickinson just has this vibe of superiority. That's, that's my thing. I get this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just a vibe. I think just a vibe. A little extreme, but but I understand what you're saying. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd feel more comfortable being uh, Brian Johnson than, than I. I feel he would be more accepting. Let's put it that yeah, way. that's what I, I mean. I, I, understand, yeah. I, I understand. How about Nash the Slash? And I don't think that's Steve Harris. I think Steve Harris is a very cool guy. He might. I mean, I get like he said things too, and like his attitude about punk rock and stuff. And they've all, listen, they've all said everyone you can find something from someone. Yeah, so I, I like it, but yeah, I guess I'm really getting down to Bruce. Bruce has how about ear. Steve Strange? <laughs> he, he does have an ego. I do feel like he does have kind of a fucking ego. Yeah, but they're kind of funny in a way. Like I said, I don't think mm-hmm. there is something very Spinal Tap about it, Iron Maiden, especially Bruce and Steve. Like they just have that kind of. You know, they just have that that vibe to them. You know, they're these proper like aristocratic rockers. You know, and and they're amusing. I kind of like them in a way. I I wouldn't want a world where Bruce was less cunty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's amusing. I would like a thing where Steven Tyler did a album with my music. I, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. That'd be good. Yeah, it'd be comfortable. Fuck so, though. Jays! <laughs> I would like for Joel Perry to co-write the song. He would be like, you, 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 you become, like, get away from my bubblegum and I will do it. Well, you should hit him up because it's not like he's ever writing with Steven Tyler, you know. <laughs> hey, you know, I might. You know, man. I actually um, did tweet Paul and Gene and Eric and Tommy and, and asked them a lot of weird shit, and they never <laughs> blocked me. And, and they I never blocked me! <laughs> yeah, I sent Paul Stanley a message on Instagram, and all I got back was a bunch of fucking dick pics. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh! At least, at least that's something. But I didn't even get no nothing like no nothing like that. Uh, for the record, I don't have a problem with the LBGT. <laughs> I don't have anything with the. Oh, I'm gonna go with you on that one, Edwin. I agree. I have no. <laughs> I just don't want it on my wall. 
<laughs> Listen, Ed, Edwin, Edwin, if there's a Nazi joke made and you say, I don't have a problem with Nazis, I'm going to have a problem with you. So. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. For the record, I have a problem with Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very bad. Very bad. Nazis are bad. All right. Well, let's get to the... Uh, he walked into a bar and the bartender... Never mind. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the... We're almost done with this album, uh, mercifully for you, for some of you. Um, we are? Yeah, we're almost done with it. And then we get to the uh, the second to the last song, uh, The Parchment. What did you think? What are you talking think? about, Mark? Mark, there's two more songs left. It goes on for like another hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I said second. Well, we got two more songs, The Parchment and Hell on Earth. Uh, so we're getting into The Parchment. So what did you think about this one, Edwin? My least favorite of the last three songs. I don't like this song. Uh, I don't think it's quite as bad as those really horrible songs in the middle. But this in this definitely is no picnic. It's the fucking boring black hole at the middle of the last three epic songs. I guess it sounds like Power Slave, but Power Slave if it was like injected with morphine and it was all kind <laughs> of sluggish and sucked. So it's, so it's like exactly what you wouldn't want to happen to Power Slave. It's like, no, Power Slave, someone help it out. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, so no, I don't like it. And it's called The Parchment, which is kind of very spinal tap. It's just silly. It's just, I don't know. It's a silly song. It's long. It's sluggish. It makes me want to go listen to Power Slave and listen to this kind of music done right. So yeah, I don't like it. And, and it's way too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric, what'd you think about it? <laughs> yeah, Steve Harris, take your fucking acoustic intros and shove them straight up your ass, what your head is. If this was a wrestling show, the fans would start chanting, same old shit, same old shit, because it's the same old fucking shit Millennial Man's been doing for the past 20 fucking years. They've been shoving this stuff up our ass for so long, it's just boring acoustic intros, long song that goes nowhere. Just saying boring shit. It's like, I'd rather listen to Peter Chris's solo album than listen to even this one song. Oh, it's just... And even the name is just boring, Parchment. <laughs> this whole album is just so fucking boring. It started off it started off promising, and then it just let me down. <clears throat> and I guess one message real quick before I let someone else talk. Bruce Dickinson, Steve Harris, all you motherfuckers except Paul Dion and Clyde and Dennis Stratton, you better be at my funeral. Let, let my casket down so you can let me down one last time. <laughs> so, what did you think about it, uh, Stephen? Uh, this one took me a long time to get into. I mean, I, I you know, it took me a while to get into it basically because it's kind of there's lots of different sections of the song, you know. Um, and I, I do now. I love it. It did take me a while. It's very. This could have gone on power slave. I think Edwin said you know same kind of vibe, and that's because it's like that eastern rhythm you know so it's a similar kind of rhythm uh like i said definitely go on and this i can totally hear I'm, I'm surprised no one's mentioned this but the tamer land that riff is right in the middle of that i mean it's, it's almost like chord for chord um you can listen back to this song and then listen to the the opening of the tamer land that they just slapped that right in this song uh but i think it's I, I i do love this song it's very repetitive I, I do agree with that but it's very hypnotic i think it's uh it's, it's, it's just great melody. It just, you know, when I'm singing, you know, I'm bad with lyrics. I can never remember lyrics of anything. So I do a lot of humming as I'm driving around. Um, this song, I can just, I just love this song. Uh, it's the longest song on the album. 
Um, and another, to me, another Steve Harris. Everything you guys hate about these these uh, Steve writers, Steve Harris songs, I love. So we're, we're complete opposite ends of the spectrum here, which, you know, is cool. I'm not as, uh, as, as, as descriptive as, as someone like Eric, who's quite <laughs> descriptive, I have to say. And, um, but yeah, I think this is a great song, but it did take me a while. So, you know, if someone's listening to this once or twice, casually, it's just, they're not going to get it. Um, but yeah, definitely a Power Slave era feel. Um, crazy soloing at the end, like the second towards the end, it's just solos all over the place, which I love. And it just, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I know we all have different tastes. I just can't understand how people don't like this if you're, you know, into rock. I just don't get it. Uh, it's amazing playing throughout the album, whether you like the songs or not. I think the, the, the playing is incredible. Nico all the way through, you know, I, I just think it's, it's great. The guitars are all great. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this song. I think it's a great song. Um, and that's, that's what I think of this. <laughs> so, and, and Lee's going to say, well, this song going to be taken off the album. So what do you think about it, Lee? <laughs> the beginning sounds like a motif from a thing by a classical composer. Probably a composer from East Europe. It's quite good. And oh. then the band kicks in, and the song continues to be good. Whoa. Then Bruce Dickinson sings, and he's okay, but I wouldn't have minded hearing the song without vocals. Finally, it's a bit long, so after around seven or eight minutes, I think it could have stopped at that point. But most of the song was great i'll give it that well i think this song should have been divided into two tracks one should have been an instrumental and one should have been a shorter song with bruce's vocals and then the song would have worked for me but it's this is way too long it just it strums and strums and strums again uh but if they would have made it into an instrumental like a shorter instrumental and then a, like a three minute song with Bruce, it would have been great. But this is the worst song on the album, in my opinion. Well done, Mark. You yeah. finally had some, something yeah. bordering on a criticism. <laughs> hey, I, Mark, yeah. you gave a very, very intelligent <laughs> aspect to this song. You, you gave me thumbs up to you. Oh, thanks, man. And now let's get to the last song on the album, Hell on Earth. What did you think oh, of this one, fuck. Stephen? Okay, uh, again, when I first heard this, I, I didn't get it. And I saw people online raving about this song. I didn't get it at all. It just took me a while. But again, once it clicked, this is now, I would say this is tied with my favorite song with Death of the Kelp. This song, oh, you that? Yep. Yep. All right. My, we've been going so long, my AirPods died. So, but mine did um, too, I had to recharge them. <laughs> um, yeah, so to me, this song, um, it, it, it's just epic. I mean, the intro, I love the intro. And, and again, going back to stealing something, I had to kind of double check. But well, this is from uh, When the Wind Blows, Where the Wind Blows, uh, from Final Frontier. It sounds just like that beginning. But I love the fact that it, it just... Um, it just builds into the song and uh, does it have to be this long you know people are going to complain but yeah I think it does because I think that intro with the bass melody and the synths building it it's just a great atmosphere build you into the song um, 
and I love the part, uh, you know, lots of time shifts in this, lots of time changes, which I love because it keeps it interesting. And then the part where he's uh, singing Lost in Anger and Life in Danger, that, that live is going to be amazing. You, the whole crowd is going to be belting that out. That's going to be, to me, that's just brilliant. I think it's an amazing song. It's one to look forward to. Again, so if I don't have enough time and I just want to listen to this, I'll put on these last three tracks. That, that's what I'll put on. Complete opposite of everything you guys. And to me, the album just got better and better as it went along. Um, but I do feel that um, if this is the last Maiden album, which I'm sure you guys would be happy with, I will. Oh, please, but if this please. Is, if this is the last Maiden album and this is the last song they recorded to go out, this is, for me, this is how they go out on top. And it just fades out in the end. Um, I think it's absolutely... Uh, it's just a brilliant song. I think the lyrics are brilliant. Steve just seems pissed off at the world, at, at, at Earth, and what's going on right now. It, uh, um, to me, I mean, again, this album is 82 minutes. It flies by for me. Uh, to be honest, if they'd have put another two or three songs on, I'd have been thrilled. And uh, just to piss you guys off, I think the next album that we do, if you do, should be a triple album and with six 25-minute oh. songs. Oh, <laughs> probably, please, because they, they seem to be aiming for that. Oh my god, that would be amazing. If they did that, I'll review that album with you every day of the week. <laughs> you know. So yeah, but I love this song. This song is my second favourite or third tide, whatever you want to say. It's absolutely a masterpiece. Steve Harris is a genius. Uh, I think he excelled on these last three songs. And then, right. again, if this is the end of the Maiden recording career, uh, they've gone out with them just on top. For me, they've gone out completely on top. But, so Mark, let me say something real quick. Oh, yeah. Steven, go now. <laughs> Steven, if this is the last Iron Man song, I gotta say, "Don't Touch My Ascot" by Kiss is a better fucking way to go out. And you said Steve Harrison pissed off. Well, yeah, he's been pissed off with the bands for the past twenty fucking years. He's been writing shitty songs like this. Oh, Shit. I love you, Steven, but god damn! <laughs> if it was so bad, why did it debut at number three? Because fucking Chris Jericho and all these assholes, it's got a great cover. They keep it's Sam Rietti. <laughs> it's cool album artwork. Cool album artwork will do a lot of crazy things to you, like buying a shitty fucking album for the past twenty years. This album's this album's horrible. This song is hell on earth. Just why? Why? I had to hide the guns and a sharp objects in my house at this point because the shit was that bad. I swear to God, the kids who shot themselves listening to that Jews Priest album were actually listening to early demos from this, and Steve Harris paid them off because he pays you off, Mark, to like their shit. God damn it. Some shitty millennial man I've already heard, and Steven, yes, it does sound like the wild, when the wild wind blows, and that song fucking sucked too, which is great. You're covering all your shitty fucking albums. <laughs> Swap this album cover with the Fire Pyre album cover and the name. People would buy this album if it was Firepower still. God damn it. No one would touch this if it wasn't for that Eddie logo. Oh, <sighs> Jesus, God. Edwin. Say Edwin or Mark, whatever, say something. God Go, Edwin. damn, this album was horrible. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm not as... Don't get me wrong. Not a fan. Don't like <laughs> it. But not as hard as Eric. Uh, I think this is a little bit better than the parchment. I might even say it's a little bit better than the the Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It, it's <laughs> middle, that, uh, I'd say this is probably the fourth best song. Now on this album, fourth best song ain't no prize. All right, it's I like mean, saying the shit I took today smells better than the shit I took yesterday. It, I don't hate as much. In fact, this is the thing. If anything, this song suffers from the fact that there were two really long songs right before it. You know, if this was like on a 
single album and this was like the one long song at the end it, you know it could it, i feel like it would have worked more as a kind of ending epic you know there actually are some hooks here in my opinion that weren't quite so much you know on the other songs and there's a melody there and you know i can kind of get into it and that intro i think it's better than when the wind blows which i hated that song i don't uh, like the wind i don't like that song but just for the record i'm just saying the intro yeah. is so oh. similar. yeah i agree i actually think they did the intro again but made it a little bit better so i think steven and me yeah. would agree there it's like it's like they took that intro but has a little more atmosphere to it i like the sound of the bass it's again it's just by this point, you know, I'm just exhausted with this album. But objectively, I can kind of hear that this song's kind of not horrible. Now, again, I'm just exhausted by this album at this point. So it's like, it ain't enough to win me back. But it's enough that I can say, yeah, you know, this could have worked on some Maiden album that didn't have a whole bunch of really boring songs right before it, you know? Uh, but So there you go. So not as hard as Steven might have thought I would, would it be on uh, some of these tracks. But, you know, it's all right, but it ain't enough to make me go by the album. That's all I'm saying. What did you think about it, Lee? Oh, well, Iron Maiden tends to often put the most dramatic songs as the last songs on their albums. This doesn't mean they're the best songs, but a lot of times it means... The listener doesn't need to hear anything more. So that's a good thing. This song was alright. And I didn't dislike it. But it didn't sound better than some of their earlier material. They did play well on it. And it's a good enough song. But I think the introduction wasn't necessary. And the song could have been shortened so it was a five-minute song instead of 11 minutes. But I think it's fine. I wasn't annoyed by it. Well, this is what I thought about this song. This album ends with three epics in a row, so people are getting a little fucking tired. They should have, what they should have done was divided these epics in between the shorter six minute, seven minute songs. Like, have a short song, uh, an epic, a short song, an epic, a short song, an epic, a short song, an epic. And it would have been, came out a little bit more where you're not, oh my fucking god, these last three songs are killing me. Uh, I didn't like the parchment, but I do like this song. But they need to break this shit up. Russian Dream Theater do that. Now this is awesome. I thought it would suck because of that intro. But it does not. Cut the intro, and this is classic Maiden epicness. Great song to end this album. Basically, it's a really good album. Enjoyed this record, except for a couple elements here and there, and the parchment, which I really hated. This is a... I give it like a freaking 7 out of 10. I love the parchment, but I love what you said about your nails. I love, I love what you You're wonderful, Mark. And I uh, love you, Lee. <laughs> Thank you, man. Shit. We ought to hug sometime. And I love Iron Man Killers. That it's uh, that's that cool. That debut. Well, you you know what? I like Turtles. I think Peace of Mind <laughs> is a really really good album. It's pretty good. I like it too. Hey, the first five Iron Maiden albums you can't lose. Peace of Mind. I don't think Eric likes like Peace of Mind. <laughs> the first five Van Halen. 
Well, yeah, well, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I love the first six five. Van Halen. I love yeah. those. That's, they're tied for my second favorite album of all time because I can't pick just one. <laughs> the, the, the album 5150 is when I oh. say. All right, well, let's okay. not get into a Sammy bashing. One little tiny bit of it is okay. <laughs> well, well, you got to remember Sam, Sammy Hagar is uh, funding this podcast. But I like. All right, Sammy, is that better? We, we, I'm only talking about the albums. I don't care about the poopy poop. <laughs> yeah, like three <laughs> cock box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, my friend Nicholas Kent, who was in my group, he liked that album. Shit, now so I, I, but, 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 but when I... I'll try to listen to it, but like, but but Nicholas, he was like, he, he, he said, like, I'm King Kong, I pardon, and then I took that from him. So I, I, I want to apologize, Nick, Nicky, to you, because he was the one who thought of I'm King Kong, I pardon, and I took it from him, and I didn't give him credit. Never mind. Right, did you start drinking that whiskey yet, Steven? <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm on my third bottle right now. Oh, Good on shit. you, man. Good on you, man. This man. <laughs> I learned not to bring a bottle. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, Steven. Admit it. No, no, you, you, were, you were very gentle. All of you. I, 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 it was me and Mark against the rest of you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I learned not to... I learned not to bring a bottle of whiskey while I'm recording anything because when we did the Mark and Jerry bullshit sessions, I had a free bottle of whiskey in here. I got really wasted on an episode. Remember, Eric? <laughs> I remember that. Shit. I got a bottle of whiskey on the Jerry show. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Future man. That's the. I was trying to do a Romeo delight. What's your favorite? What's your number one episode, Eric? I already told you. You did. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, man. So that, that was hilarious. That's our review of Iron Maiden, uh, Senjitsu. And uh, before we get going, do you guys have anything to promote? Well, Eric, this is a crossover episode to promote. Yeah. Your stuff, man. Yeah. Let me do it real. Yeah. If you're listening to this on my podcast, thank you for being a part of the Medical Dungeon podcast. But please, please also listen to my friend Mark on the Freeform Rock Pocket, along with the amazing Lee Gershman. Uh, hey. Subscribe, like their stuff, check it out. Um, again, this is a great crossover episode. I owe a lot to Mark. He helped me kind of spread my wings with uh, podcasting. And check out some of our episodes that we've done and listen to Mel Dungeon Podcast and the Freeform Rock Podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear wow. the Freeform version, they will have music on it. And, yeah, and we'll I will be back looking to you. forward to hearing the version without music. <laughs> yeah, the uncensored version. <laughs> oh my god. I think, I think that... Because he wants Bruce Dickinson or Steve Harris on the show, so he's got he, he's to censor yeah. some stuff out. I, uh, I think with this, with this, he's got to do something. I'll take Stephen and interview Bruce. Then <laughs> I'll leave Lee home. <laughs> with this album, the version without the music will be the more popular one. So the metal don't. Yeah, you don't want, I totally like agree me with you. And you hate this fucking album. You'll want to hear the metal dungeon version. If you're like Stephen and you actually like this shit, 
Like, I don't know. Like, you will listen to the freeform version. Steven, I, I only listened to this whole album because I thought, okay, I have to hear it. Screw it. <laughs> uh, sounds like me when I heard Fairport Convention, but uh, that's okay. Hey! <laughs> or the United uh, States of America. Oh my God, I still that can't get that out of my head. That stuff great. Yeah. I have to come out as <laughs> this well. Is great. You Hey Lee, let let Steven yeah, talk, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah Steve. I just want to promote Sorry. something quickly. Uh, I just like to promote uh, Thin Lizzy, and anybody who's listening to this, go listen to Thin Lizzy. That's all I gotta say. Thank you. Fucking I man, listen man. to all of the Thin Lizzy, and I like the album Chinatown. <laughs> it, it's weird. Like it's that. weird how it's weird how Gorman hey, Gorman hey, left. Steven, Steven, you <laughs> like the album Chinatown? Of course I do. Yeah, that's a good album, man. Really hey, quick, uh, Steve. Steve, have you ever heard the song? Uh, you ever heard the Night Demon song called "Are You Out There"? It's kind of like no. a, like it's kind of like them doing an homage to uh, to Thin Lizzy. It oh, makes really? some references and everything, and it's kind of done in a Thin Lizzy style. I'll send you the link, but it's a really good song. They have a lot of ma Maiden influence too. They do. They actually wrote a song too about Maiden, where all the lyrics are references to Maiden songs. Yeah. What's that called? Maiden. Yeah. That I, song mean, I feel like yeah, Maiden mentioning Planet B and down, the I'm song White. Right yeah. Hey, uh, the, the group. Hey, Steven. Yeah. What do you, What do you think of Star Riders? Yeah. And it's weird that Gorman's leaving to do his Lizzie stuff with two other people in Black Star Riders oh. who were in there are going to do the Lizzie stuff with them too. So, it's, it's like, uh, well, I love the Black, I love Black Star Riders. I love Ricky Warwick. I, if you guys, have you ever heard um, before, did you know of Ricky Warwick before Black Star Riders? No, I didn't. He, was in a, nope. he had a band called The Almighty, which you, you guys should check out. I mean, very, uh... I don't, you don't like him? Send me some of their the stuff. I'll check them out. Oh, uh, dude, it's amazing stuff. Uh, so the Almighty, very heavy, yeah, motorheadish. I, you know. But, uh, oh, I love that. So yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm open. Scott Gorham's like 70 years old now. He wanted a break from touring, and he's going to do the Lizzie stuff. I'm cool with that. Listen, if I get to hear Lizzie music, and he can spread it and make new fans out of it, he's not saying he's Lizzie and recording new stuff. He's promoting the music. Which he had a big part yeah. in, so I, I'm, I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm cool with that. I love oh, it, good. too, if John Sykes, like, toured with him, or John Sykes did someone with Thin Lizzy music, because I think he's got a good voice to, you know, he's I mean, become, you can never touch a bit of a Phil Lynott. Yeah, yeah, I'm into him, Tony Carey and the group Planet B. Why me? Dude, I love but that's Planet me. B project. Thank you. That's all I wanted to say. All right, All right, man. Uh, Edwin, do you have anything? You have a YouTube page and your group. Yeah, you yeah. know, if, if for any weird reason you're listening to this and you happen not to be part of the RMCP Army, uh, yeah, check check out my YouTube uh, videos. Edwin's really long Italian name with a C. It'll pop up. Uh, I did two Iron Maiden videos. Can I, I, I can totally understand it. 
Good job, Lee. You almost pronounced it right. Came very close. Uh, the, oh, uh, thank you for. <laughs> and, and I did, I did, I did two Iron Maiden videos. I did a very long one. It's like feature length uh, one about where I ranked all their albums, including this one, the one that we did. And then I also did uh, the one that just focused on the Diano years, because yeah, that is my favorite Maiden. I love the Diano yeah. stuff. So I did that one as well. So there's two. Uh, if, if you want to hear me fucking pontificate about Maiden, I do have two videos on YouTube about it. And then if you like other shit too, you know, Motorhead and other rock bands, you know, Rolling Stones, even every pretty much heavy metal and hard rock. But occasionally I do throw in a few curveballs. I haven't nice. done Thin, I haven't done Thin Lizzy yet, but I will at one point because I do love Thin Lizzy. So I got seats back on that. They're a great band. I say fighting. I agree. I think Fighting or Black Rose, I kind of bounce between those two albums. This is my favorite, but great fucking band. I love them. And yeah, listen to some fucking Thin Lizzy. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then yeah. also uh, give us a five star review. Give us a five star. Hey, Lee. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Lee. Got it. All right. Hey, uh, so uh, listen to the uh, Freeform Rock Podcast, listen to the Metal Dungeon, uh, give us five-star reviews on uh, Apple uh, iTunes or Apple Podcast, uh, follow us on Podbean, join our groups, we both have groups on there, we have the Freeform Rock Podcast group, we also have the RMCP group with uh, Edwin, and we're in there also, yeah. and also Eric's Metal Dungeon uh, Podcast group page. So oh, yeah. follow us, uh, like us on YouTube. We also have some weird shit on YouTube with me and Lee looking stupid as always. Uh, we're okay, as stupid as we sound. So uh, uh, that, that, that's the yeah. point. I'm, 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 I'm stupid, <laughs> on stupid, stupid, on stupid, whatever. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Metal Dungeon uh, YouTube page. Should be up soon where we'll have the episodes and make some exclusive stuff. And Mark, I'm surprised you left this out, buddy. Don't forget to check out the OnlyFans pages for both Mark and Lee Gershman, where you see some <laughs> freaky shit, man. <laughs> yeah, only OnlyFans.com. Weird. <laughs> you, you can find an episode of me doing nothing but burping. Yeah. And I don't oh, suggest you. I don't suggest you listen to it, but if you want to, it's up there. All right, man. So. Let's get into our tracks of the week before we head out. Uh, Eric, Eric, he picked Running Free by Iron Maiden. Of course he did. Uh, yeah. And then Steven picked a group I never heard of. Uh, Nick Perry in the <laughs> Underground called Thieves, which that fucking thing rocked, but it's not available to buy only on streaming, and I want to buy it. It's like sold out on Amazon, that album. And then you picked a group uh, Lee I never heard of, but was really good. Uh, the Pink Fairies, The Snake. I liked it. It was like kind of grungy. <laughs> you never. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I liked it though. And then uh, Edwin picked Trace Eight off the last Judas Priest album, which is a fucking great fucking song. Right on. And I will admit it's better than any song off this album, <laughs> even though oh, I like yes, it. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. I do admit Firepower is a better album than this album. And uh, it fucking kicks ass. Back. But yeah. I, I like the Metallica Hardwired album better than Firepower, so. <laughs> That's oh, just me. Oh, you're wrong. Science <laughs> fails you now. But Science <laughs> fails me now. And then we get into my track. Uh, I put the Tales of Brave Ulysses by Cream. 
Great. Oh my god, that's, you picked a song yeah. that I would have picked. That's a great song. How yep. the hell did you pick my song I, instead of me picking your song? Yeah. Wow. That's fucking wow. Wonderful. And again, if you wonderful if you want, man. <laughs> I, I I want to kiss you, but I won't kiss you. Now. I don't. I don't I want your sloppy sec. I don't want your sloppy <laughs> seconds from Ian. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want Ian sloppy like, seconds. I mean, I don't want I Ian sloppy seconds. Wave to you, <laughs> soldier command. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I just want to say too, if you want to hear, if you want to hear our picks of the week, you want to hear those tracks as well as the main tracks. Go ahead and listen as well to the Freeform Pot Rock podcast version of this episode. There you go. All right, man. Uh, Eric, thank everybody. We're thanking, and we got to tell yep. Lee to say fucking goodbye. Yeah. Okay, uh, fucking and, and goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you, guys. Sure thing. Okay, later, guys. Later. Thank you, guys. A lot of, of fun. Later. Yep. Bye.
in winter would bring you down forever but you rode upon a steamer to the violence of the sun Laughing through your fingers And you want to take her with you To the heartland of the winter
are you in the church? You thought I was your lurch. I had no coins, but the fountain and the donkey was a toy. Attack the snack tomorrow. Get your granny out of the condominium tomorrow. She waves her asparagus can quite joyfully. And your uncle does not like that bit of pokery. Attack the snack. Attack the snack. Attack the snack. Attack the snack. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.